Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett, and Lee. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. How's it going out there today? It is September 2nd, 2022, and it is hopefully going to be the last segment of the series of our false flag uh, situation. So uh, with that being said, uh, we have entered into uh, a situation here with uh, Mr. Christopher J. McGillicuddy. How's it going out there today, buddy? Going good. All right. Going good. So, uh, nice and full. Yeah. Just had a nice hearty meal. I guess before we play the deep, the X Files, I should I should go into this one here, right? Now, last time we played that song, we got hammered. So, <laughs> right. we we uh, made a promise to our wives that uh, that we will not get drunk. So I'm having water, and you're having a uh, whiskey sour. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, so before we get into the show, okay, so this is going to be part three of our false flag. And this will put the lid on these series of false flag events. We do, however, have another show that we're going to do. It's not going to be part of the series. It's going to be a show within itself. And we probably probably won't even drink for that one. No? We will. Okay, we're drinking that way. (laughs) You look like you want to hit me. (laughs) What's wrong with you? So as he said, we're full. Why? Why are we full? What? What did we eat today? Uh, we had some uh, chicken enchiladas today. Well, why did we have chicken we enchiladas? <laughs> because we made a little bet. All right. Uh, that I lost. Yes. So um, I had to cook chicken enchiladas for lunch. Yes. And it was a fair bet. It was a fair I bet. I think because yeah. I, I, my side of the, if I had lost, you would have gotten a bottle of Buffalo Trace bourbon. <laughs> but. 
to make amends, we made a drink here. We're drinking a whiskey sour mm-hmm. with buffalo trace. There you go, sugar water. So, anyways, on that note, on that note, uh, so, <laughs> so guys, if you listen to the last uh, Deton Files, <laughs> I, I haven't actually listened to the the show. <laughs> we we were. We were drunk. Yeah, it was bad. It was very bad. I fell down in the front yard. <laughs> Chris had to help me up. It looked like we got into a fight. <clears throat> he, he, was... he sucker punched me. <laughs> help me up. <laughs> Ow. Okay. <laughs> uh, and needless to say, I cut about an hour of that show off. So maybe you guys didn't even recognize. Maybe you did. I don't know. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> so today we are... Oh, another thing real quick. Um, we did do a, a new drink. Mm-hmm. Whiskey sour isn't necessarily anything spectacular. Um, if you listen to the show I did Wednesday, I did a, a drink called Liquid Marijuana. If you want to see and know how that drink is made, go to the Ticker Talker at Don't Tread on America. And then we did another drink today called the Drunken Rudolph. So follow us on TikTok at Don't Tread on America if you want to find out how we make these drinks. Um, I'll, I'll give you the names. I'll tell you what they are, but I'm not going to tell you how to make them or what's in them. Go to TikTok and check it out. All right, so uh, here we go. Our last <laughs> s- s- part of uh, False Flags, and the best part about this part is it's all Chris. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. How many? We had three monkey pox. Three. Right. We had one before we even started recording. Right. <laughs> right. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, if you haven't gone to our uh, TikTok page, hmm. it was. I, I'll, I'm saying this. It was freaking good. Mm-hmm. And that's why we drank three. Mm-hmm. But we didn't follow the recipe, <laughs> technically. I mean, we did because it had the parts in it. <clears throat> but we. Uh, at our, our at our whole f- at our newfound business that we're hoping to open, <laughs> bullets and bourbon, <laughs> we pour with a heavy hand, and we poured with a heavy hand. But anyway, in that show, we talked about um, Pearl Harbor, and then we were going to go into the Boston bombing. Never made it to the Boston bombing. Well, we did. Man, it wasn't very. To... You couldn't understand it, but right. it was there. <laughs> in my defense, that's just the way I talk. So, what is he saying? <laughs> Yes, I'll have a Big Mac. What? Oh. Um, so anyway, that's why we're bringing part three. He's going to talk about the Boston bomber. Boston <laughs> Boston bomber. Bombing. Bombing. There we go. I'm not even drunk. So you're right. <laughs> you're right. It's true. We can't talk. All right. So um, we've talked about this the last two shows. So what is a false flag? Basically, without reading the definition, a false flag is a an event put forward by a government in this case to make you believe that what's happening is an enemy combatant or whatever the case may be to get um, sympathy towards an agenda. I mean, that's a simple way to put it. I mean, the technical definition had to do with back in the 1600s with pirates and whatnot, and I think they've adapted that to, to it to be something different. Uh, and, and we personally believe that our government, and it's not even an American thing. Governments all across the world do it, but we don't care. It's a don't tread on America, not don't tread on 
you know, France. Hmm. Um, that our government does it on a regular basis. Well, it uses it to move forward. Yeah, right. agendas of some yeah. sort. All right. So, <clears throat> here we go. Uh, the Boston Marathon bombing. And this is the official uh, synopsis of what happened. All okay. right. The Boston Marathon bombing was a domestic terrorist attack that took place during the annual Boston Marathon on April 15, 2013. Two terrorists, brothers Tamerlan and Zokar Sanaev. Sernayev? Sernayev. Imagine being three monkey pox in and he was trying to say those words. Right. (laughs) Uh, Planted two homemade pressure cooker bombs, which detonated 14 seconds and 210 yards apart at 2.49 p.m. near the finish line of the race, killing three people, injuring hundreds of others, including 17 who lost limbs. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So, rather than... Give the breakdown. You know, if you if you really want a breakdown of the Boston bombing, there's there's plenty of things to read. There's plenty documentaries of documentaries. Yeah, and... that you you can go and whatever. What I want to do is I want to talk about some of the oddities surrounding the Boston bombing that maybe just maybe might kind of put into question that these two brothers um had anything to do with it. Right. Okay. So, <clears throat> where do I want to start? In Boston. In Boston. <laughs> well, okay, for, first of all, and and you know, this is just this is just bringing something up. Okay. But do you happen to know what that day was? April 15th. Tax day. <laughs> <laughs> what else is it? Well, uh, according to uh, the trusty, dusty Googleator, mm-hmm. it is also Day of the Sun, mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson Day, mm-hmm. World Art Day, mm-hmm. and Universal Day of Culture. Right. None of those are what I'm talking about. Oh. Here. It is okay. also Patriots Day. Like Tom Brady? Right. The- That's where Tom Brady shows his rings off. And- Right. And we're not talking about the clone Tom Brady. We're talking about the... (laughs) show for another day. Okay, sorry. Uh, No, Patriots Day is an annual event formalized as a legal holiday or a special observance day in six states commemorating the battles of Lexington, Concord, and Minotomi? Right. That's Minitoni. He was a little guy. (laughs) Oh. Uh, some of the first battles of the American Revolutionary War. This holiday occurs on the third Monday of April. So not necessarily April 15th. Well, okay. But the Monday, the third Monday. The third Monday, Monday of, right, of, of April. April. Gotcha. Each year with celebrations including battle reenactments and the Boston Marathon. Can, can I also tell you what happened in history on that day? Mm, there was a... Sure. On this day in 1912... The British luxury passenger Titanic sank en route to New York City. Really? Yeah. On April fifteenth. On April fifteenth, nineteen twelve. Hmm. A lot of, a lot of history. That's why April fifteenth sucks. <laughs> you and had, you had fucking Leo DiCaprio. Move, bitch! Get off the door! <laughs> God forbid you get her fat ass out of the way. So the man. Was, that was a movie. That was a movie. Never mind. Okay. Continue. Patriots Day. Patriots Tom Brady. Day. Go ahead. 
Well, I mean, so the the funny no, well, the funny. I, I got to quit using that word. <laughs> the ironic. The, the ironic thing. Yes, please. Thank you. Uh, or funny. <clears throat> well, after the bombing, uh, we had a little thing that we'll be talking about more coming up soon that kind of got enacted, which was the actual first use of the Patriot Act. Okay. So when you're, you know, when they were out searching for the suspects or whatever, people have a envisionment of, and I can remember seeing it, but you had these armored vehicles right, with, you know, uh, armor, you know, body armored up, you know, carrying their ARs, carrying their, you know, whatever weapons, rolling down the streets of these neighborhoods, right. kind of going door to door. Looking for the brothers. Looking for the brothers, right? Right. These these brothers, not the brothers' brothers, <laughs> not the smugglers' brothers. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, yeah. So you know, Patriot Patriots Day, Patriot Act, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just it's just like one of those little things. It's a lot of coincidences, right? And it's the first time that we actually got to see the Patriot the Patriot Act in effect. In because what year was this? Uh, two thousand thirteen. Oh, okay. So twelve. Right. Okay. But you got to see the the um full effect. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you got to see what almost kind of like it was a all right, let's enact this and let's see how far we can go and you had them actually going into people's houses, kicking them out of their houses, taking their weapons in some situations, you know, taking them out of the house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You had no choice. It wasn't even like a it, it was martial law is essentially what right. it was in the in in that uh, under town. the guides of terroristic threat and whatever. Right. Well, it, under the manhunt. Right. So, that's just one of the little things that I found, you know, coincidental, whatever. So, <clears throat> did you also know that the morning that the bombing, uh, the morning of the, the Boston Marathon, <laughs> that they had planned bombing drills? Like they do. Right. So, I'm going <laughs> to... And it's fun... It, <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's ironic. It, there you go. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? We should have had some uh, Alanis Morissette. <laughs> um, hey, you're going to see a lot of irony in a lot of this. Well, the irony in this situation, you're talking about a bombing drills or whatever. You know, in this series, we talked about um, mass shootings mm-hmm. and stuff. And it always seemed to be that whenever there was a school shooting, mm-hmm. just so happened to be like the week prior, there was a, you know, mass shooting. Oh, there was a there was a uh, drill, yeah, you know. a, 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 um, a school shooter, right? Drill, right, right. Active shooter drill. So you know it's funny when I let you talk. Mm-hmm. I want to fall asleep. No, right. Um, I get that. <laughs> April fifteenth is a terrible day in history. <laughs> okay. No, that's it. That's I just that's it. That. That's all. Forty three people died in a head head on train collision in Italy on April fifteenth. In 1978, 96 people were crushed to death in a Hillsborough football stadium collapse in 1989. The Titanic sank on April 15th. Hell, even the first British person to crash a motor vehicle died on my birthday in 1901 on April 15th. I don't know. It was just when you're talking, I can be like, oh, shit, look at that. Why is April 15th an unlucky day? I don't know. I just think it's... Weird, strange, mm-hmm. odd that 
all these events happen happen on April 15th, which also happens to be tax day. <laughs> Maybe that's why. I'm just, anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. So I'm going to play this little clip here real quick um, that kind of talks about the fact that there were indeed. The fire at Notre Dame Cathedral was also on April 15th <laughs> in France. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, playing, <laughs> playing this clip. The news conference today, investigators said that before the race, during the race, one hour before the first runners were to cross the finish line, there was a complete sweep, a security sweep of that area. It's not like they never considered this a possibility, this kind of terrorist attack a possibility. They had security measures in place. There were people on the roof with, with binoculars looking down onto the athlete's village at the start. Um, there was dogs uh, with their handlers going around sniffing um, for explosives, and, and we were told on a um, loud announcement that we shouldn't be concerned if this was just a drill. Cross-country coach Allie Stevenson had just crossed the finish line. She had come to see me at the finish, and then we were walking back down towards the finish area. Then, right where his wife had been sitting. And all of a sudden, we heard a loud explosion. They even made announcements on the loudspeaker about the increased security. They kept making announcements saying to the participants, do not worry. This is just a training exercise. Evidently, I don't believe they were just having a training exercise. I think they must have known. They must have had some kind of threat for position called in. They announced over the broadcasting system that this is a training exercise. So they openly said, this is a training exercise. This is a drill. Because there's people out there that are saying that the drill never existed. And many of them are actually police saying that they never even did the training exercise. But this is for sure. You heard that over the, the broadcast system, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. They did, they did run a drill at the start of the athlete's village, yes. So that was um now very similar if you remember the Oklahoma City bombing that we talked about right the fact that there was a bomb truck just happened to be there across the street right across the street and they were talking about the very same thing that they had a a training exercise or they were doing some sort of training right so here we here we go again to the point where there were a lot of people when this happened that that paid no attention to it because they've been hearing it all morning. Right, we're doing training exercises. If you hear a loud noise, don't you know it's all part of the training? Don't worry about it. It's all yeah, because that would seem like the best time to do a training op, uh, exercises during the Boston Marathon. And don't worry about the explosions. It's cool. Well, not for nothing, and I, and I don't have a lot of information about it, but I'm just going to bring it up real quick. Do you remember the the train bombing in in uh, was it London? Yeah, the seven seven. Right. Very very same thing. They had a team on hand. They were running a training scenario that happened to be the exact same scenario that happened, hmm. bombing down to the T. What I find is weird. So listening to that clip. You heard the explosion. So was that the explosion from? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I'm not a uh, a uh, bomb expert, mm -hmm. but you know pressure cookers are only so big, mm -hmm. and I do recall watching seeing video <clears throat> of one of the bombs going off, and it was like a big, you know, explosion, big smoke. Right, yeah, big when smoke. You, when you say explosion, yeah. no, that's true. Big smoke. Because if you if if you, 
if you watch the video of the explosions, you get a lot of dust, a lot of smoke, a lot of debris, and you see the flag, because if you remember the scene now, as they're running down this area, that you have all these flags, Mm -hmm. right? And you see the flags flutter. Now, Mm -hmm. when you're thinking explosion, you're thinking fireball and... And you're thinking maybe it would be enough to knock these flags out, maybe break the poles that they're on. Right. Maybe yeah, they were just off the side of the buildings. Right. None of that. Yeah. You, just you had a lot of smoke. Yeah. Yeah. The flags kind of loud, loud noise. Loud noise and the smoke. Right. But how did the people lose their legs? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. On the next details. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, so I mean, yeah, I mean, you 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 did have that, you know, where you had some. Now, if you can remember the scenes from, and you can even look up the pictures. No. Well, I mean, if you want to, I can look up pictures. You see, it, it's not as bloody as you think it would be with seventeen right. people losing limbs. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You you have the pictures of, you know, you'll have the miscellaneous shoe here or, right. you know, shoe over here. No foot, no leg in it. So I guess those just evaporated in the uh, explosion, <laughs> right? Now, I will say this about that. Um, I know there is a theory brought forth because there's one particular, there's uh, one particular guy that, that, comes to mind when you talk about the Boston bombing. And this is a guy named Jeff uh, Jeff Bowman. I'm so sorry. Look at my pictures. He is the iconic guy that you see in the wheelchair. And the... Is that you? Yeah, that was me. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. We'll just snooze that. Sorry. Uh, he's the iconic guy that you see when you, you picture the Boston bombing where they have him in the wheelchair and they're, they're wheeling him where he lost his legs. Right. And um, um, that's that's the guy that Carlos, uh, uh, oh, what was the guy's name? Carlos uh, Ariando. Is that what? Ariando? Is that his name? Uh, he was the one that, oh, you know, he's, he saved me. You know, he saved me. You know, I right. would have, I would have, you know, oddly enough, they're willing him. You would think you lost your legs. Right. You, there should be... Blood going everywhere, right? Right. Yeah, I would. I would think you severed it an yeah. artery, artery of some sort. Yeah. No. But you know, you got him willing in the wheelchair, and there, you know, like you do, you just, you just a guy that just lost his legs, you just plop him in a chair, and because you know that's standard, <laughs> standard procedure, right? Right. Okay. Uh, but I, I, we did see a theory about this guy, this Jeff Bowman, being uh, an army officer named uh, Lieutenant Nick Vaught, okay, who lost his legs in the Army. Uh, so you had some people out there saying that this Jeff Bowman, this this Lieutenant Nick Vaught, that they're the same guy. Okay. But having looked at pictures of him, I don't know how anybody thinks that this is the same guy. It, it They don't even... I mean, they resemble, but... Right. It, it's really not a thing. I, I understand it sounds good for the conspiracy. Oh, this guy, you know, I'm not saying that the dude ever had his legs. I'm not saying that that this dude could very well been born without legs. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they floated out this theory that this guy is the, these, this one guy is, it, it has both personas. You know what I'm saying? And it, I've looked at the pictures of both of them. 
they resemble a little bit, but it's not the same guy. Okay. All right. So, um, once again, just very odd, very odd that this Jeff Bowman dude, you know, like I said, he, and, and, and the Carlos Ariando, I, 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 I don't know if I'm saying his name properly. Yeah. So Carlos Ariando. And I, this dude's a very um, interesting character in the story. Like I said, he's there. You know, just so happens that he's there. Um, and and I was kind of telling you a story about this guy, right? Right. Um, and bring the mic to you. Yeah, I mean, I'm go. sitting back. I'm going to go ahead and... But the, this, <coughs> this guy, he... So he, you know, <laughs> he had a story about his son actually was in the Army, I believe. Right. And uh, he actually died in, in combat. And you had the... Um, People come to his house to notify him, you know, that his son had had uh, fallen in in the line of duty. Right. And dude just kind of like lost it, right? Like, I mean, he he, you know, was telling him to leave, get off my property, you know. And they they just said that the guy seemed very distraught, seemed very uh not not in a not in the right state of mind. And they kept telling him, you know, well, we want to stay here till your wife gets here. You know, you you seem like you might you might self-harm, you know? So right. we, we want to stay. And he, he just kept yelling, get off my property, you know, leave, leave, leave. So he finally goes to the garage, <laughs> gets a gas can, comes out, douses the van that the people showed up in and, and sets it on fire to hmm. which he was actually, you know, they, they went after him for arson. Yeah. Well, I mean, a, you know, attempt on a, uh, on a federal, federal official. Right. So, um, just, just a very strange character, and then even after all this, you know, he's, you know, they're they're talking to him like it's a year after after the attack or whatever, and they're like, oh, well, you know, hey, you know, he's doing an interview with his wife, right? <laughs> hey, Carlos, do you do you ever stay in contact with you know have 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 you spoken with Jeff Bowman, you know, the guy you you saved his life, and uh, no, no, I don't really haven't talked to him and his wife's like yeah carlos you did you just talked to him earlier this morning <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's a <laughs> you don't remember that you talked to the you know what i'm saying you, like, you don't remember saving this guy's life and then you don't, you don't remember just talking to him earlier in the right. day <laughs> so it, just some very strange things about, about uh, the whole story of carlos ariando and and the jeff uh bauman guy all right so we've got some time-lapsed photos here of of the actual incident involving Jeff Bauman, okay? And I said Bowman earlier, Bowman Bauman, however you want to pronounce his name. Right. Um. So we're starting with the first frame, and we have three people in the frame. All right. And you you just looked at this with me, right? Right. These photos. Okay, so we have Jeff laying on the ground. We have uh, a um, uh, a black lady laying on, essentially on top of him. So you got like Jeff laying. He's kind of on his back, kind of in a baby changing diaper. Right, right. You got the woman laying across him the other way, like her head. Like she's going on, for the pin. She's <laughs> yeah, she's about to like hike the leg. And yeah, she's going to for the cradle. Right. Know. And then you've got another guy on top of her, kind of like. Kind of like they're stacked. <laughs> yeah. Right? So she's kind of like leg level with him, like right. crotch region. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not saying this to be 
crude or anything like that. I'm just trying to give you an idea of where she's at. Yeah. And anyway, so you got this other guy on kind of like on top of her over her uh, left shoulder. Right. Right. And okay, he's wearing a hood. Very Unabomberish. Hey. <laughs> Good call. That's the first thing I thought when I when I saw when the picture. Talking. It was right. like, oh shit, what is he doing there? Right. All <laughs> right. Was it Ted Kaczynski? What's Ted he Kaczynski. doing there? Holy shit! <laughs> I thought he was in jail. Um, they let him out for work release. <laughs> so, um, <coughs> work, work <laughs> release. Yeah. You see yeah. what he did there, folks? All right. So we move on to frame eight here. Frame eight. The prosthetics are in place. Amidst all this chaos, seconds after the explosion, the hooded man takes the time to put his sunglasses on. Because, you know, that's what you do. You put your sunglasses on right after, you know... Bombing and chaos and, and blood up. squirting. Well, that's what it was. That's what it was. He was blocking his, his eyes so he could see from all the arterial spray. He was getting ready for the arterial spray. Okay, he so was like, safety glasses. <laughs> safety first. Safety first. Okay, I like that. I like that. <laughs> safety, safety glasses. Safety conscious guy. I like that. So anyway, he takes his time to put his sunglasses on because you can clearly see in frame eight here he's holding the sunglasses. Right. You know, uh, damn the dude that just lost his legs and this woman that's laying in his lap. Put my shades back on. I've got to look good for this. I got to look cool. All right. It's straight Unabomber fashion with right. my sunglasses and my hood and curly hair. And... R- right. Very innocuous. Very mm-hmm. covered up. Very. Right. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So here in frame nine with sunglasses on now, Cool Joe, the hooded man. And the woman make eye contact, signal received. Okay. So now we go to frame 11. After receiving the go signal, the woman makes an open hand gesture in the direction both of them are looking, signaling the staged injuries are in place for the cameras. The prone amputee raises his left prosthetic injury into the air over the woman's shoulder. So he almost looks like he's rubbing her head with (laughs) his uh, severed, yeah, nub. Um. Yeah, over the woman's shoulder. No blood present. The bone is dry. No blood on his leg above the knee. No blood on the woman. So at this point, he's essentially got his left leg right over top of the woman's head. Right. Okay? No arterial spurt. Nothing. There's no blood. No blood visible on the woman. No blood visible on the man. No blood visible on gray, cool Joe with the sunglasses on. <laughs> and I mean, you know, anyway. So let's go to frame 14. Here in frame 14, the woman turns her head to the right, but is still holding up the open palm signal with her left hand. The hooded man again busies himself pouring fake blood on the pavement behind the woman. The amputee has both fake in- Injuries up in the air, so he's got you know he's essentially <laughs> given the uh, nubs up, right? Uh, in the air now, still no blood on his legs. The skin above the injury is clean and dry. And see, this is this is what we were looking at just a minute ago. Uh, at this point, this dude has lost his legs. You would think blood would be all over this woman because he's essentially rubbing his nubs like <laughs> all over her head, right. all over her shoulder. Or if nothing more, you'd think this dude in, in the uh, in the sunglasses that's behind the woman would be catching the spray, right? Right. He's wearing a gray jacket, which should be clearly, uh, if blood squirting all over it, it should be visible all over him, right? Right. Nothing. Nothing. We're still waiting to see blood, okay? 
And I understand I'm not trying to be crude about this. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing in the pictures. And you saw this. Right. Okay. So, frame 20. We are now 20 frames in. The fake blood and prosthetics are in place. The amputee gives the open hand gesture along with the woman to bring the cameras in. We are now 20 frames in and still not a drop of fresh blood from a double leg amputation. His legs are dry. The woman is dry and unscathed. Both are making the same hand gesture. And you can actually see it here. He's making it with his right hand. She's making it with the left hand. Open hand. Right. And I mean, you know, you can say whatever, but I, I just want to point out again, he has his leg essentially resting on her forehead here. <laughs> Still no blood. By the way, she's wearing a red, looks like a red shirt, jacket, something, but she's right. wearing a white shirt on, underneath it. Right, so it's, if that was blood, it would be everywhere. Exactly. Uh, it goes on to say, these are actors, this is staged, it was flash powder, there was no crock pot nail bomb. There are no bombers, only a patsy. Well, <clears throat> what I thought was interesting about that picture that you showed me with the with the leg situation. Mm -hmm. And here's here. I'm sorry, real quick. So here's the first picture that we have that there's blood all over the ground. Yeah, after the fact. After the fact, I just want to point out this woman that's had this this dude that's had both legs. And he's been rubbing them all over her. <laughs> come, come, come! Look at the picture real quick, you, if you will. You like that? Huh. Still notice the white shirt. Right. She's laying in a pool of blood. White shirt. Still not seeing any blood on her white shirt. Where's uh, Where's Joe? He, he's right here behind her. Oh, okay. Joe Two Nubs McGillicuddy. And he's literally been rubbing these things all over her. And she's and now you see blood, but she's still pristine white shirt. Right. I mean, not even kind of white. It's white. Right. So my question is this too: is mm -hmm. in the one picture where you where you see him kicking back with his legs up and he's you know combing her hair with his what is picks there. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> what is there in that picture? Roughly. 10, 12 people. Yeah. And he's the only person that got his legs blown off? Was he standing on top of the pot? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and secondly, who doesn't... I, I don't know. Are we so blind in this country that we don't give a shit that let's assume that the Boston bombing was what we were told it was? Yeah. <laughs> You're walking down the streets of Boston. You don't. You see a crock pot or a, a whatever sitting on the ground. You don't think that looks a little weird, right? So I just want to point this now. Now they have this woman on a stretcher. This is the same black lady now in the white. Yep. And now she's got blood all over her. Shirt. Oh, now she's covered, face and everything. Mm -hmm. Now this dude's been essentially rubbing his nubs all over her the whole time, and now only now, once she's on the stretcher. Being whisked away. Like that, that white shirt was white. was like a pristine white. white. And now, now it's, it's covered in blood. Right. Yeah. It's little things like this um, that it, it's just... And, and this is where... This is where your false flag now, thoughts and your conspiracy theories and whatnot. Now, here's here's the iconic that I was talking about, that, you know, you take a W amputee, and instead of putting him on a stretcher, keeping him flat, you just throw him up in a wheelchair, and you just... And is that the... That's Carlos Ariando there with the cowboy hat on. Right. 
Right. Oh, with the cowboy. Okay, yeah. I thought it was the person in the red right. and the white shirt. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, ah, my leg. My leg. Mm-hmm. Now, notice what's he's not, he doesn't have a trail of blood coming behind him like you would think. I, and I understand, I understand what a tourniquet is. You know, you put that on and it, it, it cuts off the blood flow, right? But it doesn't stop the blood flow. It, it, it decreases it, keeps you from bleeding out. Right. But you would still think there's a trail of blood that he should be leaving in his wake, correct? Yeah. And be be a little bit more visibly in pain. Yeah, he's just kind of like, eh. Well, I mean, I don't know. You, you you, shock could set in. I, you know, I'm not going to say anything about the facial expressions. I would just think you had both legs blowed off, even though... Blowed. Blown. Sorry about that. Blowed off, man. <laughs> but you would think he's sitting here, even with the tourniquets on, you're going to still leak blood. You're missing both legs below the knee. Well, yeah. <laughs> now, look, there's clear carnage there, whatever it is that he, you know, that the meat and whatever that they've kind of got going on here, right? Right. But I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the street. I'm looking at the trail where they've clearly had to come through. No blood. No blood. No blood. No blood. No blood on Carlos, by mm-hmm. the way, who was the one that actually put the tourniquets on him right. prior to the EMS people getting him and, and prop him in the wheelchair. His hands are red. No blood on him. He's wearing a uh, light gray shirt. Right. No blood on him. No blood on his jeans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Iconic cowboy hat still in place. Right. Because. Got to keep the cowboy hat on. Got to look good. Yeah. All right. So this, uh, and you know, this here, you know, again, they're talking about this guy being Army Lieutenant Nick Voigt, uh, a 2010 West Point graduate. I I just don't think it's the same guy. I, I, I literally don't. Um. See, here you go. And I'm, I'm just going to show, this is, this is you know, I'm sorry, but you can see the differences between the guys. Is this all the same person? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. So this is the Lieutenant Nick Voigt. This right. is Jeff Bauman. Okay. Jeff Bauman, Jeff Bauman, Nick Voigt. See, I, I just don't even think that's the same guy. They kind of, they're similar, but... It, I, I, yeah, I mean, those two are somewhat similar, but... He doesn't look anything like that. Well, that's these are all Jeff Bauman, and right. these are Nick Voigt. Nick Voigt. So, Nick Voigt. Yeah. I I just don't see them as being the same person. So, the, so the theory that this is the same guy, no, I don't think so. But needless to say, the photos there you can see. You, I mean. I'm no medical expert. I'm not yeah. a doctor. And that was one specific area it just happened to be a cameraman right. there well, you had taking se- pictures and you had 17 others that that lost limbs in this. So right. this is just that's why I'm saying this is the iconic one. This is the one that everybody talks about. This is the image that you remember is this dude that lost both of its legs. Right? Okay. Okay. But you saw the pictures there yourself. Right. Not the kind of uh, bloody carnage you would think for some dude that just lost both legs. Right. So, okay. So, moving on. I think we spent enough time on blown off legs. (laughs) Okay. There was actually, you know, we were talking about 
the drills, right? Okay. Did you know that the Boston Globe actually tweeted out, now it's not there any longer, can't find it anymore, but the Boston Globe had actually tweeted out about a bomb simulation was going to be happening at the library, which is the library was across the street from where this happened. Okay. <laughs> Before the bombing took place. On the same same day. day? That morning. Hey, just, you know, tweeting out in case there's going to be a bomb simulation. I know, I know there's a race and everything. You're going to be busy, but just let you know. There's going to be a bomb gonna simulation. Be a bomb simulation cause, well, it just kind of goes know. along with the same thing that they were talking about. That, you know, you had the drills. You had the... Right? Right. Okay. So, the first thing that happened is they asked for the public's help after this bombing took place. Right. People, we need you to send in your pictures. We need you to send, we need you to call in if you, if you, you know. Got video, whatever. Yeah, tell us what Cell you Cell phone. Saw. Okay. So this was prior to, you know, we know who did this. Right? Mm-hmm. So the problem that became from that and why we all of a sudden had to get this grainy footage of these two brothers all of a sudden was because people were sending in photos, but it wasn't of the two brothers. <laughs> and you can go ahead and start looking at the pictures that I sent you on your phone now. I put them on my computer. So also on site that day was a group called Craft International. Do you know who Kraft International is? Yeah, they make macaroni and cheese and... Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> is that who it is? What? Kraft International? Yeah, they make no. macaroni. <laughs> no, they don't make macaroni. <laughs> Kraft International is a tactical and weapons training company that offers their services to military and law enforcement agencies. They were, there, they were just there to watch the race, so it's fine. Kraft employees are ex-military... So they're mercenaries, essentially. Okay? Okay. Do you know who their founder was? Or co-founder? Bob Kraft. No. I don't know. One Chris Kyle. <laughs> does that name sound familiar? It does. Where have I heard that name before? Mm-hmm. Right. So anyway, mm-hmm. Chris Kyle, the former Navy uh, Navy SEAL sniper who was shot to death on a shooting range in February of 2013. In current podcaster. Did you hear? Yeah. February so of So two 2000, months prior. Two months prior. Hmm. So anyways, on the, the pictures that you see that I sent you, all these guys that are in khakis, wearing black jackets and black hats. Right. These are Kraft International employees. Okay. What else are do most of those photos have? What are they wearing? Like, uh... Well, but but look at... What do they have on their back? Backpacks. Black backpacks. Okay. I mean, like the ones described to be carrying the, uh... Pressure cookers. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, interestingly enough, when... And then, like, some of the pictures they have them, in, then they don't have them. <laughs> so, when, when they called for the public's help and trying to identify suspicious activity and people who might be suspects in this, 
these are the pictures that they were sending in. And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Those guys are with us. <laughs> Those guys are with us. But why are they there? Why are they there? Hmm. And you can see there's several. It's not just like a guy or two. Several different guys, right? Yeah. Okay. So now they're like, shit. <laughs> this narrative's not quite going the way we wanted it to because they're identifying our, our guys yeah. that were there wearing backpacks and, and looking suspicious. And Okay. <laughs> Let's narrow it down for you guys. Uh, we think it's these two guys. Yeah, here's pictures, because <laughs> we happen to know who they were. Right. So you got grainy, grainy footage. Right. Grainy evidence of these two brothers. And so, yes, essentially steering the public into, because surely if those the brothers were there, even if they didn't have anything to do with it, or if they did have something to do with it, they were part of the the crew, so right. to speak. And then they just, bl- you know, they were the patsies. Right. You know, they were the Oswald in this situation. Right. All right, so I just sent you a picture. And this is a this is the grainy footage from the, the bombing of the two brothers. This looks like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. Uh, wrong pick. Wrong picture. All right. This is them at the at the um, at the bombing. Okay. Okay. Notice notice Tamerlan is the first one you see there. Okay. He's wearing what? Backpack hat. Well, but khaki pants, black, black jacket, jacket right, right, black hat, the same as um, what I believe we just identified all the Craft International people as wearing. Right. You think? And then you see his brother trailing behind him there. Right? Yep. Okay. So I was trying to see in the pictures if we could see the backpacks that they actually had with them. It looks like his brother's almost like kind of side-slinging it. (laughs) Right. Whereas he's wearing, you know, full-on backpack. Um, ah, Nevertheless. So this is how they identified. So this is, these are the photos that they started. Oh, interesting. So his brother, so this is a different view of it. And if you can see, his backpack is actually gray. Right. And then you can see his brother's is actually almost like a light gray, almost a white. Right. So two black backpacks. Because that's what they found, right? Mm-hmm. And that one's gray. That one's like an off-white or a light gray or whatever. Right. Interesting, right? <laughs> so these are your two main suspects. Now they're not even carrying the same bags that they were identified. Finding. Right. Interesting, right? Hmm. Okay. So let's move along with the story of the brothers. So um, a couple of days pass. I believe it's the 18th or 19th now. Uh, word starts kind of coming out about these two brothers. Right? And they've they've gone back to college. Life has returned to normal for them, you know, pretty much. Well, the the older brother has gone back to college, and then all of a sudden, you know, it starts kind of 
<laughs> you all right there? <laughs> yeah. I was just looking. Here's a picture of, of one of the brothers. I don't know who, who's who, but I'm assuming it's the younger brother on the cover of Men's Health magazine. <laughs> it's like... Hmm. Right. The bomber. How a popular student was failed by his family. He got a great ad, got great abs, fell into radical Islam, and became a monster. No, I would say that's the older brother. That's Tamerlan. It's the one with the curly... Well, I think they both kind of have... Uh, doesn't say. Yeah. Anyway, so let's move on with the brothers. Anyway, they move. They go on back to college, or, or like I said, the, the older brother goes on to college, um, and then he starts kind of hearing, hmm, guess what? They're the main suspects, right? So you have a situation that happens with this, and, and tell me if this sounds familiar, but we have a situation with this, um, I, I can't, I can't remember, I think he was like a, like a, like a school officer, like a college officer. Okay. Okay. And I don't know whether he was a, a officer of the actual force or if he was just on the college, whatever, but you have this officer that is approached by two young men fitting the descriptions of the two brothers and is shot in his car at MIT. Okay. okay. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Like, uh, namely Lee Harvey Oswald. Right. The, someone uh, fitting Lee Harvey's what was it? description. Officer Tippett or Officer, whatever. Yep. Officer Tippett. Somebody fitting his description approaches his off, uh, approaches Officer Tippett and shoots him. Right. Right. <laughs> we go back to the same playbook, right? Right. Okay. So now the brothers are on the run, right? Okay. They they carjack this dude. And in this carjacking, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they're driving their vehicle. Uh, Tamerlan gets in. This dude carjacks this dude. Some sort of SUV, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Carjacks this dude, but then lays out the whole, in true uh, uh, bad guy movie fashion, lays out the whole mm -hmm. plan to him. Hey, we're the ones that did the bombings. We're we plan to drive to New York, and we're going to do more bombings. We're going to lays out just, his whole evil plan. Just to let you know. Just to let you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds ludicrous, right? Right. Anyways, dude lives. Whatever ends up getting out of the car, calls the police, tells them, you know, I got a low jack on the car, so they can identify the suspects. Okay, this is at the point where, if you remember. Did you ever watch the movie Patriots Day, by the way? Had Mark Wahlberg in it? No. It's about this, right? Yeah, it's about this. No, I didn't. Okay. He's an, he was an officer on the force, and it's kind of like the day that it happened and kind of everything that happened in between it. Okay. Anyway, so we get to the point of the movie where they actually find the brothers, and there's a shootout. So what part of the movie was it in? No? It's not a movie, man. It's real life. <laughs> so anyways, there's a shootout. With the police and the brothers, right? It was in uh, the streets okay. of a uh, of a um, neighborhood or whatever. Yeah, in a neighborhood, residential neighborhood. Okay. Uh, ends up they they at one point I think I, I don't know if he ran out of ammo, whatever the situation may be, but the the older brother Tamerlan actually charges the police unarmed. Okay, like you like you do, like you do. Well, I mean. Mm, this dude was an amateur boxer, MMA fighter. You know what I mean? Like, he, he had aspirations. That, you know, he kind of had that fighter's mentality, I guess you could say. Right. And he was going to go. And, you know, whether he's 
given his brother a chance to escape or if he's just trying to fight fight yeah whatever you're not going to take me down without a mm-hmm. without a you're fight. not going to get me copper right so he charges the police whatever they end up getting him to the ground okay handcuffing him and and I wish to god I had the video of this but you actually saw it where he's not wearing a shirt right he took a shirt off charged the police they got him down to the ground, handcuffed him, picked him up, and actually put him into the car. Okay. Okay? I actually sent you a picture of that. So, it's not the not the um, the first one, but it's the second picture. Uh, okay. Right. Shirtless? Shirtless. Right. Okay. So, that's, that's him handcuffed. Right? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get to the picture, too. I want to I make sure what I'm showing you here or talking about. Okay, yeah. So he, you can see them shirtless, handcuffed. They pick him up and put him into the squad car. Mm-hmm. Right? You can see that from the pictures, right? Right. Okay. But do you know that the, the, the first picture I sent you, if you can see that. The? The autopsy. Oh, okay. Photo. Yeah. Right. That's his dead body. Okay. All right. So we see that they had him apprehended, correct? Now, the official story goes that his brother ran him over with a car trying to escape. And that's why you see the injuries on his body there. Right? Right. But we see that he's in custody, standing up perfectly fine, right there. Huh? Hmm. Interesting, right? What's on his chest? It looks like a huge gash. So, for anybody, I I highly recommend nobody go out and see these autopsy photos. It's it's kind of... um, if I can just describe it in a word, it looks like he has a huge gash on his left side of his body, um, like right below his, his chest. It looks like he's got uh, some huge gash in his side uh, below that. I, I say it's a gash. It looks like a, like a crater in his damn chest. It looks like a gash on the side. Very serious bruising on the right side of his shoulder and upper chest. Right. Very serious bruising from the nose, cheeks. All the way down to his neck. I mean, dude looks like he he took a beating, mm-hmm. a serious beating. Yeah, I mean, look at his face. Right. So you know, and, and they even ask here, you know, if this person is Tamerlan, the question arises: What could have happened to him between the time he was arrested, apparently unharmed and healthy, and at the time this photograph allegedly Tamerlan's body was taken? Hmm. Strange, right? So, there was actually a woman that phoned in to 911 to talk about the fact that there was a guy that just got hit with a car out in front of her house. Okay. So, she's reporting this, right? So, they're assuming that this is the the brother trying to get away and running over his brother's body, right? Right. So, this is the woman reporting it. Oddly enough, the woman did not report the gun battle that took place... 
Just the just the car running over the <laughs> just the car running over the guy. Nothing about the you know copious amounts of gunfire and and grenade battle that that were taking place out in the street out in front of her house. <laughs> she must have been you know watching her episode. Of, I was uh, watching soaps. <laughs> it was Knots Landing was on. Is that even still a thing? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know. Hmm. Once again, another suspicious thing. The brother. Let's move on to the younger brother. The younger brother gets away, and then that's when we started talking about the the manhunt, right? Yeah. <laughs> you gonna make it, buddy? I'm trying to find that. Uh... <laughs> go ahead. So you had the manhunt go for the younger brother. And right. this is where we were seeing them go door to door, house to house, checking, um, going in, pulling people out of their houses. You know what I mean? Right. Where we were talking about earlier, the okay. true Patriot Act in effect. Right. Needless to say, anyways, they end up finding, you know, they get a they get a call from a guy that says, you know, he was out near his boat that was parked in his driveway and he saw some blood on the side of the boat and, you know, he kind of lifted up the cover and, and saw this younger kid uh, apparently passed out in the boat and that's when he called the, the police and they came and, and they apprehended the brother. Okay? And he had, uh, um, I believe he had, like, kind of scrawled something in his own blood, you know, like a like a confession-type thing. <laughs> In inside the boat, whatever, whatever, whatever they said, you know, whatever they apprehended this dude, and I, I know this guy doesn't say anything. I can't remember if there was a, for some reason I'm thinking that there was some sort of gunshot, like he tried to kill himself, and he had some sort of gunshot to the mouth or to the jaw or to the to the neck, some something like that, and he was unable to speak. Oddly enough, because we don't want another. Uh, I'm a patsy, <laughs> right? Don't want this dude saying anything. So, see, I, I thought they had gotten in, they didn't get into a gunfight at the boat. No, no, he 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 was apprehended without without any kind of incident. Okay. Um, they basically surrounded the boat, whatever, and come out with your hands up, you know, blah 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 blah, and they just kind of got him and drug him out of the boat. I got you. Yeah. All right. So we got our two suspects. Done deal. Done deal. Case Close over. Case. All right. All right. All right. On to the. Ne- no, it's not. Dead. No, it's not. <laughs> so let me tell you something about another guy. Another guy. Some other dude. Right. And his name was. I'm just gonna say his last name because his first name. It's like Igbram. <laughs> Igbram. Todashev. Okay. Sure. I B R. A-G-I-M. Igbram? Sure. Todashev. Right. Okay. Was a Chechnyan born... By the way, this whole thing was painted as these two dudes were uh, terror, Muslim, Muslim terrorists. Right. You know, it's, it's because we're coming off the 9-11 stuff. Everybody's looking at Islamic extremists and right. everything. These two brothers were, were Chechnyan. <laughs> they weren't even... No. You know, no. you're. I'm. I'm not saying that they weren't they, Muslim or whatever, right? But they but weren't they, your typical. No. 
Muslim extremist, right. whatever. Right. They weren't your, your Bin Laden types. Right. So there's another Chechen-born guy who was kind of friends with, with the, uh, the two brothers. And his name was, last name was Todashev. And he was actually apprehended, well, I say apprehended, but he was actually, they, they found him in his apartment in Orlando, Florida, of all places. Could you imagine that? Mm-hmm. So they find this guy, and uh, um, this FBI agent, this, this McFarlane, I think, Anthony McFarlane, I believe was, was the guy's name. And he, he's interviewing the guy in his own apartment. And he's getting the guy to come clean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these brothers, they they did the whole thing. Well, there was a murder that happened. There's some sort of drug murder where three guys were killed or or whatever in here in Florida, here in the Orlando area, and they were tying this guy to those murders. Right. And they were also trying to tie the brothers into those, the, the older brother, uh, Tamerlan, into it. Okay. And so they're getting this guy to admit to, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we did those murders. It was over drugs. And uh, money that they owed us for drugs or whatever. So it was kind of like a, a drug hit. And he had been involved in the planning of the Boston bombing. Okay? Well, during this interview, uh, Mr. Todashev was shot and killed hmm. during the interview with this uh, uh, Agent McFarlane of the FBI. Right. Uh and the, the story has changed several times about what this dude did. Said he came at him with a broom, like a broom handle. Okay. Came at him with a a pipe. Came at him with a sword. <laughs> came at him with a... Uh, this dude sounds like the fucking Terminator. But he came at him with all these different items. It, the story changes depending on which one you're reading. But took uh, it's, it's either two or three shots to the back. And I believe, was he shot in the head? Uh, needless to say, he was shot and killed by this uh, uh, Agent McFarlane. Coinc- coincidentally, after you know receiving the confession, of course. Right. Hmm. No, I confess, I did it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. We got it. So, just, a, just another odd little angle. Of, you know, the fact that, that you got this guy confessing and, you know, I mean, if this dude's really coming up with a confession and all of a sudden now he's going to come at you. Right. Yeah, I did it all. I did it all. I admit mm. it all. Now I'm going to kick now, your ass. Now I'm going to kill you <laughs> with this broom handle. I'm going to shove it. <laughs> anyway, just just nevertheless, just just very strange um, circumstance. So <clears throat> what do you think makes this? So why would this be considered a false flag then? Why would it be considered a false flag? I guess we didn't really have anything come out of. Like, I don't, I don't know that there were any, there was any kind of legislation that came out of this. Right. But it was the first time that we truly got to see the Patriot Act in action. How far can we go with this? Right. So it's a, it's a situation where, okay, so in this in these shows we've talked about different situations where every everything resulted in something whether it was a law passed or or whatever so this would be a situation where 911 which <laughs> we've been literally saying this for, for probably about a year and a half 
is a show for another day. But the one thing that, well, one of the things that came out of the of nine uh, eleven was the Patriot Act, and up until this point, had never really, as far as the public was concerned, had never really been put to fruition, right? Right. So, what would be, you would have to have a reason. The Patriot Act, in general, is very much unconstitutional. Right. So, to, I remember when it passed, there was a lot of, like, um, what's his face? Um, Ron Paul, not Rand, but Dad. Dad. Was very much against the Patriot Act. Right. And uh, under the guise of the whole point of this act was to be able to subvert the Fourth Amendment, the, you know. And that's what we saw in this. Right. So you couldn't, as a government, you can't, especially as American government, you can't just say, we want to do this. Well, you can't. Well, we can because we have the Patriot Act. So what's the best way to enact that is to, you know, possibly stage a bombing. And see uh, if we can... And, 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 and we can sit here and talk about, was the blood real? Was the blood fake? Did this guy really lose his legs? It didn't lose his legs. We also know that whether, whether, <laughs> whether the act of the bombing was real or fake, and people died or didn't die or lost limbs or didn't lose limbs... We've we've said on here numerous times we you don't put it past your government to to not harm you to push a point right so I mean how many people did you say died again three three so one of them was a was a little child one of them was a um, very young boy I can't, I can't right and it doesn't I mean it does matter that children died but as far as these people are concerned it doesn't matter that kids died because. Right. School shootings. Whether whether people, yeah, I, I I get what you're saying. Whether they lost limbs, whether they didn't lose limbs. I'm, I'm pointing out simple facts about the lost limb right. portion of that because it was just a very odd. Yeah, you lose of both photographs. your legs. You have a freaking main. I don't know if it's both legs or what, but I know one of the legs. You have a femoral artery. Yeah, so yeah, you blow that gets blown off. I, I don't know the exact time frame you have before that gets. Um, severed that you have or that you would bleed out right before you bleed out right that you could sit there and hold your legs up and everything's you know keep it above your head you'll be fine mm-hmm. and nothing I'm, nothing getting on the lady in right. front of you but um but, but this could have been a situation very much so where it's been you know 12 years or whatever since we've passed the patriot act and we've yet to use it in the public it, eye we've we've yet to Put it to the test. Yeah, in the public eye, because surely they had been using portions of the Patriot of Act since of course, since it was passed. I'm talking about the the door to door manhunt aspect. Right. We're going to come into your house, and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Let's see how we're going to spout the Patriot Act, and we're going to see how people react to it. Are we going to get a lot of pushback, or are right. people going to just let it go? Let us do it because it's in the guise of of uh, security. Right, right. We're trying to. We're on the manhunt for this guy. You know, for these guys. This guy, he did this bombing. He did this really bad thing. We're on the manhunt for him. So you're going to let us come in and search your house? Hmm. Wait. 
Right. And if you refuse to let us search your house, then you are obstructing and you are now going to be charged with an unlawful act. Right. Via and now the you Patriot become, Act. Right. Exactly. So if you ask me why I think it's a false flag, I think this is the trial. This was them testing the limits of what can we get away with doing? Can we enact martial law? Can we do this very thing? And are the people going to rebel when we do it? And what, yeah, what's it going to take? Because I, I want to believe that if take the Boston bombing aspect out of it, mm-hmm. if um, the police or military or whoever come just randomly like the video you sent me earlier earlier today Mm -hmm. and we don't know where that was at but you had the one guy's um, vest said state police but the guys kicking in the door were dressed in fatigues and had a you know a little battering ram situation there could have been state police could have been national guard we don't know um but that kind of stuff Mm mm-hmm you know, that's a legal search and seizure. Uh, and uh, you've heard plenty of people talk about no-knock warrants. And I know in some states they're illegal. I don't know that they're not, they're not illegal everywhere. Um, <laughs> and I, this, this is where it gets strange because I, I understand the reason for a no-knock warrant. Mm-hmm. But I would also have to say that in order to use a no-knock warrant, you better make sure that you're... Well, and that's the situation you had with the Breonna Taylor and why it was such a big, big ordeal because that's exactly what happened there. It was right. a no-knock warrant that came in on this girl, you know, because they were looking for her boyfriend or whatever. Right. And, you know, since such time, I think some um, evidence has come out that maybe things didn't go down the way that it was all portrayed in the media, shockingly enough. Right. But you see the inherent problems with no-knock right. warrants. And we can get upset about no-knock warrants and Brianna Taylor and that video we looked at. So when you when you piggyback or pre-whatever facilitate a situation where you have a bombing during a major event that happens once a year, it was on live TV because, mm-hmm. you know, all your ESPN and whoever else I'm sure was probably covering it. Mm-hmm. You're watching the race like, oh, there's little Jimmy and Susie running up. Boom. <laughs> you know? What the hell was that? Yeah. Boom. Right. Because it's, it's not like, yeah. you know, it's it's covered. And um, but I, I can and then remember. automatically, I don't know how many people go and see the the uh, the uh, boss of the race there. Um how many people run in it, how many people watch it. You know, I don't know all those numbers, but you just happen to have this event happen. This is where the false flag events, in my mind, come out. Forget about the the act of the bombing. Forget about the people that got killed and injured. Forget all about that because, like I said before, I don't put our government past anything to Absolutely injure a few not. people. Hey, we got to break a few eggs and make an omelet mm-hmm. type mentality. And this is where the false flag in my mind comes out is before the day was out, you knew who did it uh, within a day or two. And then you, not only that, but you knew that they were, you, I don't say you knew anything, but you portrayed them as being 
Middle Eastern. Well, the and, and that would get the ire of people because 9-11, even though it was still 12 years old, you know, in the past, it was still fresh. Well, the, the funny thing about that is, is the original suspect that they picked up for this was a wealthy uh, Saudi businessman, uh, something, uh, some, some Rockman, Rockman, something. But come to find out, he was the son of a very wealthy Saudi businessman. And they're like, oh, shit, that's who his daddy is? Hmm. Uh, you You can go. Makes me wonder if that is who did it. Like, let's say well, it wasn't a false flag well, event, and this guy actually did do it because and, it's and not would, we we can't put Saudis past uh, bombing some shit. Well, taking a building down or two. Not not for nothing, and I wish I would have written the guy's name down. I can't. It was something Rockman, something something Rockman, something. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I know on his visa, like he he was known to have these um, ties to terrorist. Uh, um, activities right i'm not saying that he was involved in bombings or anything like that but he it was marked down that he had ties to terrorist to terroristic activities to these terroristic groups or whatever which is why he fell under the radar or fell on the radar of uh being the very first one suspected of it right right but then as soon as they figured out who his daddy was and was like uh, you you <laughs> That wasn't him. Yeah, you, it wasn't this guy. Let's let him go. And not only let him go, but also uh, made way for him to leave the country. And, uh, you know, that's very interesting because, after, well, I mean, we'll get into talking about this in, in um, the, the, the next episode that we do, but very much the same thing that, that they did to bin Laden's family that was actually here in the States is actually... Um, um, Flew him out of the country. Right. So same thing with this guy. They got him out of the country because they're like, you know, if, if it comes out that we spoke with you, it, it's, you know, things could go badly for you. Right. So we need to get you out of here. You know, it's funny. Um, just trying to find this person's name. Um, yeah, well, this is Wikipedia, so obviously it's saying that the brothers were, because of the wars and stuff, they were, you know, like that pushed them into wanting to do this. Right. Um, yeah, I can't find anything about the other person's name. I mean, I'm on Google, so there's that. All right, so his name... Son of a bitch. <laughs> his name was Son of a oh, Bitch. Oh, here it is. I got it. So his name was Abdul Rahman Ali Al-Harbi, a Saudi national who was briefly named as a person of interest in the Boston Marathon bombings, is being deported on Tuesday. Thursday morning, Glenn Beck revealed on his radio show, uh, his radio, The Blaze, was informed by sources, I'm sorry, Thursday morning, Glenn Beck revealed on radio that The Blaze was informed by sources that the Saudi nationals' visa had been revoked and was, in fact, going to be deported on security and related grounds. Among other things, sources told The Blaze that the Saudi national had ties to a well-connected Saudi family and that his deportation was set to be framed as a voluntary departure to be with his family. A file called An Event was also started on him three days prior. While discussing the issue on radio, the Blaze's chief content officer, Joel Cheatwood, 
revealed that the government had, I'm sorry, has had second thoughts on deporting Ali Al-Habari. Alibaba. Habari. Homeland Security Secretary Janet Napatolino refused to answer questions on the subject when confronted by Rep. Jeff Duncan, Republican, South Carolina, on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and an ICE official refuted the Blazes report, calling it categorically false. A congressional source, however, says that its file on Al Har. Jesus. And I'm not drunk. That's the sad thing, and I just can't say it. <laughs> Al Harby. Was Al You say Arby's? Arby's. Ali. We'll just call him Ali. Was created that he was linked in some way to the Boston bombings, although it's unclear how. And the document showing all of this has been sent to Congress. So let's let's throw everything that we talked about out. Let's say that the Boston bombing, one hundred percent real. Right. Real event. Real people died. Real people lost limbs. Real people were injured. Real. Real. Right. <laughs> and let's call this guy the mastermind behind it. Right. This is the guy that did the bombing. This is the guy that was in the planning of it. But we're saying congressional source said that he was linked in some way to the Boston bombings, although it's unclear how. And documents showing <clears throat> documents showing all of this have been sent to Congress. Have you ever heard anything about that? No. Have you ever heard anything about the fact that there might be another suspect other than the two brothers that did this? No. And that's that the was thing. tied maybe, to the Saudis. And maybe he was the mastermind, the planner, the whatever. Well, he had ties. He had ties to terrorist groups. Right. So it's not like they're refuting the fact that this dude wasn't capable. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Maybe he recruited these boys. Or maybe he didn't. Well, I'm just maybe saying. they were just two dudes at the fucking Boston bombing because mm-hmm. they lived in Boston. Right. And all of a sudden, they kind of got the, you know. Gave him the old Joe Dirt, the Clem, you know. Well, that, it wasn't me. It was Joe Dirt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Joe and, Dirt. you know, dude goes back to college, and he's like, <laughs> life's, you know, life's good. <laughs> Phrase. <laughs> He's like, what I do? We're looking for these two suspects, and all of a sudden your picture pops up on the fucking thing, and you're like, the fuck? Right. <laughs> oh, we're looking for two Chechen nationals that, you know, blah, 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 blah. Now, not for nothing, I, I want to bring this up because this seems like a uh, constant thing in our in our little talks on false flags here. <laughs> uh, he was known to the FBI. Of course. To the point where... Who, they, the, the brothers or the, bro- the, the brother. Okay. The, the older brother, the older Tamerlan. Brother. Okay. To the point where they actually came to his mother and said, we're worried about your son. <laughs> we feel like your son might be a danger. He's a, he's a natural leader and a fighter, <laughs> and we feel like he, he might be capable of bad things. Now, this is months prior to the bombing happened. Right. And... and to the point where his mom even come out and said, those motherfuckers, they came to me and told me these things. Right. So once again, known to the FBI. Right. But yet we're unable to stop it. <laughs> I'm curious, has the FBI ever stopped anything? I'll say... I'll or, do, say or are they just there to clean up afterwards? I'll say this about the FBI. They know a lot. They just don't do anything about it. Hmm. Interesting. Because 
in in these series of shows that we've done for for the most part every single one of them was known the by F- the FBI yeah. or local police right whatever the case may be but it's <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's it's, it, it's very convenient like like I've asked the question we've asked the question what is the FBI doing okay if if you know okay if the FBI knows that you Christopher J. McGillicuddy is up to no good. I am up to no good. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And they're watching you. They're right. watching your every move. Right. Why would they not see this coming? Are Why? they watching my every move or are they recruiting me? Hmm. So you think that could have been a situation? I don't know. Here's the last little thing I'm going to say on the Boston bombing. And it ties to something we've talked about before. Could it be true? Could it be bullshit? Who knows? We'll let you decide. We'll let you decide. (laughs) Were the Boston bombers (laughs) mind-controlled? If it were possible to ask the elder of the two Sarnayev brothers, Tamerlan, this question, it seems the answer would be in the affirmative. One of the stories that disappeared down the media memory hole late last year was a report about a five-month-long Boston Globe, there's the Boston Globe again, Mm -hmm. investigation into the April 2013 Boston Marathon bombings and the alleged perpetrators. In December 16th of 2013, a story on the investigation nonchalantly stated, suspected Boston Marathon bomber Tamerlan Tsarnaev heard voices inside his head and had an alter ego. As part of a five-month investigation, the Globe spoke to a number of sources close to the Tsarnaev, I'm sorry, to the elder Tsarnaev. One of them was Donald Donald. Larking. No. Okay. <laughs> You're in the clear, buddy. It scared me for a second. Larking said that Tamerlan believed the voices were part of a majestic mind control. Hmm. Remember, have you ever heard the term majestic 12? Mm-mm. Look it up sometime. <laughs> Which was a way of breaking down a person and creating an alternative personality with which they must coexist. All right? Okay. The Boston Globe investigation entitled The Fall of the House of Sarnayev, Sarnayev? Sarnayev is a rambling piece of investigative journalism by several Boston Globe journalists, at least one of whom traveled to Dagestan to dig up details on the Sarnayev family history and on Tamerlan's six-month trip there in 2012. The Globe report revealed a pretty dysfunctional family with an erratic, abusive father and a controlling, sometimes hysterical mother, both of whom had delusional hopes that their children would make it big in the U.S. and struggled to simultaneously embrace American culture and maintain some semblance of their complex Russian-Muslim heritage. Mm -hmm. The effect that such a family dynamic had on their four children, two boys, two girls, is hardly surprising and can be seen in normal households across the U.S. We see that all the time, right? Right. You, you got a, you know, headstrong father. You got a, you know, a a domineering mother that, that try to push their kids to achieve more than they did in life. Right. Right? I don't see anything. I, I, I don't see a lot, of, you know, we don't hear about bombings coming from those kids all the time. So. Right. The two Sarnayev girls married, divorced early, and ended up sharing an apartment together as unmarried mothers. The younger of the alleged bombers, Zokar, 
or Joe Johar, depending on how you want to pronounce it, initially showed academic and athletic promise. But by the time he started his first year in college, he tended to prefer partying and smoking pot to attending classes and even dabbled a small time in marijuana dealing. Right. Apart from the fact that Johar or Zahar consistently complained on his Twitter postings about chronic problems sleeping, including some nightmares. He appears to have had a pretty normal 19-year-old kid. The older Tamerlan was a promising boxer, winning the Massachusetts Golden Gloves Tournament two years running, but was blocked from moving to the national championships because he was not yet a U.S. citizen. With his boxing career cut short, Tamerlan drifted and in early 2012 took a six-month trip to his home country of Dagestan. Dagestan? Sounds right. While the Boston Globe claims to report that he did little of significance there. Uh, the Jamestown Foundation does seem to fit the profile of one of the ambiguous CIA front operations, with the board of directors even including former CIA director Michael Hayden, among other shady characters from the intelligence and business community. So it seems the Boston Globe's trek and research in Dagestan may have n- not been as thorough as it could have been. Perhaps Tamerlan's attendance at Jamestown, CIA-sponsored seminars, were a reason for that, and on his return to the U.S., his friends reported that he seems more serious about his Muslim faith. Hmm. So... Let's see. So let's take a look at this Donald Larkin dude. Donald Larkin is a disabled man who lives in the same area as the Sarnayev family. Tamerlan met Larkin through his mother, who was caring for Larkin's quadriplegic wife. Larkin appears to have been the classic conspiracy theorist and introduced Tamerlan to stories of Jewish conspiracies to control the world, 9-11 being an inside job, and evidence that the Sandy Hook massacre was staged by elements of the U.S. government. <laughs> Larkin also loaned copies of books of these subjects to Tamerlan and shared copies of the newspaper he read, The Sovereign which suggests that the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing was carried out by the FBI. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry I'm boring you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was reading. I'm sorry. So I, I was reading this Majestic 12, and I was fading. <laughs> right. I didn't have my energy drink today. I'm sorry. <laughs> As noted above, Larkin told the Boston Globe reporters that Tamerlan had repeatedly expressed suspicions that someone was messing with his mind. Larkin said that Tamerlan was torn between himself and his alter ego, told him you can give a signal, a phrase, or a gesture and bring out the alternate personality and make them do things. Tamerlan thought someone might be might have done that to him, according to Larkin. The person inside him, as Tamerlan described, was someone who wanted to control him and make him do something. According to both Larkin and Tamerlan's mother, the voices came to Tamerlan at unexpected times uh, an internal rambling that he alone could hear. Alarmed, he confided to his mother that the voice felt like two people inside of me. As time passed, the voice became more authoritative, its bidding more insistent. Tamerlan confided to a close friend that the voice had begun to issue orders to require him to perform certain acts, although he never told his friend specifically what those acts were. Now, is this th- the younger... This is the older. Older? Okay. 
Now he's he's gone. So but, well, well, yes. The and I think I think the other one was just uh, was he executed already? I think so. I think so. I think so. Or either that, or he was just sentenced to death. Yeah, I think I think I just saw he was just sentenced. Okay. So can I? But I just w- real quick. Yeah, sure. Thinking. Um, yeah, it says here a seek stay of execution. That was just in April, so um it seems like everyone that does events like these, not not Boston bombing, but just anything. Mm-hmm. Sirhan, Sirhan, you know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. All seem to say these things. Oh, I'm, I'm hearing voices or whatever. And and it's not and, even it's not even like they're saying it after the fact. They're saying it prior to. Right. But then the event happens, and one of two things happen: either they die, mm-hmm. or they get locked in the funny barn. Mm-hmm. You know, funny farm, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, See John Hinckley. Yeah, and and under the guides of, well, we can either kill him to shut him up. Or we'll just keep pumping them full of crazy drugs to make them seem crazy. So when someone asks a question of of whatever, you know, they go all crazy. Oh, this dude's fucking nuts. That's why he killed or shot Reagan or killed, you know, this person. See Jack Ruby. Right. So let me, let me, let me drop this on you here real quick. Um, let's see. Watch that lady over there. He says, un- unable to control his boyish pride for the gadget in his giant hand. This is really cool. Woody Norris aims a silvery plate at his quarry. A burly brunette 200 feet away stops dead in her track and peers around befuddled. She has walked straight into the noise of a Brazilian rainforest and then out again. Even in her uh, shopping reverie, here among the haircutters and storefront tax preparers and the dubious Middle Eastern bistros, her senses inform her that she has just stepped through a discreet column of sound, a sharply, uh, a sharply, uh, demarcated. <laughs> Jesus, I do not know what that word is. <laughs> Walk through a beam of unexpected sound. Look at that, Norris mutters, chuckling. That the, as the lady turns around, she doesn't know what hit her. Norris is demonstrating something called hypersonic sound, HSS. The aluminum plate is connected to a CD player and an odd amplifier. Actually, a very odd and very new amplifier that directs sound, much as a a laser laser beam directs light. Over the past few years, mainly in secret, he has shown this device to more than 300 major companies, and it has slackened a lot of jaws. See the way your brain perceives it. The sound is being created right here. Norris explains that the Arbus Arbus girls lifting a palm to the side of his head, that's why it's so clear. It feels like it's inside your skull, doesn't it? In the years Norris has demonstrated HSS, he says, that has been the universal reaction. The sound is inside my head. So that's the way he has uh, started to describe it. Just check the distances. I pace out 100 yards and see if the thing is really working. Norris pelts me with the handle and to illustrate the directional directionality of the beam, subtly turns the plate to the side. 
and the sound is inside my head, roving between my ears with um, roving between my ears in according with each of Norris's turns. Now, that being said, DARPA was working on such a device in 2008, the Sonic Projector. The goal of the son Sonic Projector program is to provide the services with a method of serendipitous audio communication at distances over one kilometer. Sonic Projector technology is based on nonlinear non interaction of sound air translating to an ultrasonic signal into audible sound. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the sonic projector will be designated to be a man-deployable system using hardware and signal processing algorithms, which result in clear audible signals at the desired location, unintelligible sound at locations away from the desired location. The sonic projector system could be used to conceal communications for special operations and hostage rescue miss missions and to disrupt enemy activities. Hmm. Crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, this dude was talking about it, that he thought he heard voices in his head telling him. <laughs> and so he felt like he had another personality inside him. Yeah. I mean, and, and how do you explain that? Because... Every, he's just what is that? He's just being wrote off as being crazy. Well, or an extremist, or or whatever. You know, right? So, yeah. anyways, th enough about the Boston bombing. Is that is that huh. what we're talking about? Oh, <laughs> KFC uh, chicken recipe here. I thought it was. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> But, but, you know, needless to say, what, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting to go down the mind control aspect. It's, it's odd that a lot of these, um, we talked about uh, Mark David Chapman right. with Lennon. We talked about John Hinckley Jr. Uh, shooting Reagan. We talked about Sir Hans Sir Han. All these guys end up going somewhere for a certain period of time and they come back and it's like. Right. They're shot out. Right. Yeah. I don't know, and it's it makes you wonder what was something else supposed to happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It seems like a lot of work. Well, it, just to just to get you know kill a couple of people, injure a couple of people. Yeah, it seems like if you're truly looking for an act of terror, you would. Unless they didn't complete the mission. You know what I'm saying? I, like, the local police, not everybody was in on the gag. Right. Type thing. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and the Boston police reacted quicker than they anticipated. Or, you know, whatever. It just seems like there should have been... Or, hear me out, like I said, something inside told him to do this thing. And this is assuming that they did it. Right. Something inside told them to do this thing, and then switch flips. They had a has no memory of even doing it. Goes back to college like, do 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 do. Uh, well, I guess I'm going to biology one on one today. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh shit! <laughs> There's a nationwide manhunt out for me. I didn't do that. <laughs> hmm. Didn't so. you? 
And then, and I think that's the 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 question because they. So he went to where did he go? To MIT. Uh, he went to Dartmouth, if I believe, if I'm okay. not mistaken. So if is that in Boston? Is that in the? Uh, it's around the area, I think. So if um, there would have been no reason for them to not be at um you know at the at the Boston Marathon there's just like they lived in California right you know what i'm saying no they li- they lived in the uh Dartmouth College is a private Ivy League in Hanover New Hampshire okay so it's not far from Boston yeah the uh it's <laughs> thing right no before we do the next show, try not to drink NyQuil. I know, right? Mm-hmm. I, I knew NyQuil fashion was not a good thing. <laughs> no. Um, for these guys to be at the, the marathon isn't unusual. So I think... So the, the um, pressure cookers that were found that had and hadn't... Because they found some that hadn't exploded yet, right? I, I don't think so. They I all think, went I, off? Yeah, I think it was only two. But all of them that went off, like you were saying, were in black um, backpacks. Mm-hmm. And um, you have pictures of these guys that weren't... Wearing black backpacks. But, but then you had pictures of guys that were, that were part of a, a, a an elite military group. That I trained personally. I mean, uh, that were trained personally. Right. And that, and, and not for nothing... That could lead you off into another whole thing. Just so happens that two months before this incident takes place, Chris Kyle is killed because maybe maybe he was made aware of what was going on and was like, "This is bullshit," you know. And they're like, "Oh, really? <laughs> bang bang," you know. It's, and it's, in the meantime, it's another rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> it is another rabbit hole because then you think about it. In the meantime. Now all of a sudden his wife or now all of a sudden, I mean this was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean from all accounts, Chris Kyle and his wife, I mean, he had just wrote the book. What was the whoops not Lone Survivor? What was the was it Amer- American uh, Sniper? Was it American Sniper? And um so it's not like they were super rich or you know, I mean, famous somewhat, but you got to wonder if his wife, um, I can't, I, I don't want to say that she was in on it, but what if, what if it was like, I, I don't know, that is another rabbit hole to go down, but what if his, him training these guys for, not for this, but just in general, and then you have kind of like a elite military group, mm-hmm. not sanctioned by the government. Mm-hmm. They're just contracting. Right. Yeah, they're, you know, mercs or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but but nonetheless, <laughs> how many how many um, pressure cookers do you know offhand? Two. Just two? Yeah. Two? So, so in essence, they had four backpacks? No, they had two. Two backpacks, two pressure cookers. I know, but they had two backpacks on them. So they had those four? Are the, those were the ones that they supposedly those are the ones that were carrying it and they set them down. 
Oh, okay. So those are the pictures prior to them. And we them. never have any other pictures other than no. that that group no. of pictures right there right. where they happen now, to be working. Well, oddly enough, and and this is yet another. Sorry, this is another subject that comes up constantly. Do you know that there's a camera that was overlooking the bombing site at the finish line? Okay. There's actually a security camera that overlooks the whole thing that would have been able to capture said suspect putting said bomb in down place. Right. Right. Do you know that uh, footage? Was out. Was out. Well, it was wasn't out, but that footage has never been released. Of course not. D- it Due to protecting certain... Um, protecting who? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, I always find it interesting that there's always seems to be a camera watching you when something goes on. I mean, but then we never see the footage. We never see the footage. It was similar to the whole, uh, not to get off on a whole nother situation, but the Kyle Rittenhouse Mm -hmm. thing in Kenosha. Mm -hmm. I was, I was thinking about this the other day and, uh, we didn't talk about this. I don't know. I don't know what I was listening to or what made me, what, why I came across this, but nonetheless, um, FBI drones mm-hmm. <laughs> over top of the city of Kenosha while the riots were going while on. the riots were going on, mm-hmm. and they had all this footage of what actually happened to not release it. So I don't know. Drones are fucked up. Like I've seen them, uh, you know, just here and there, just out, you know, in in this area and it's mm-hmm. like why why is there i'm not talking about drones from like radio well i guess there's no such thing as radio shack anymore <laughs> what's that <laughs> from radio shack right <laughs> you get your sears tough skins and you know what i'm saying right but from like best buy or whatever right. i'm talking about fucking legitimate drones. you know military drones that mm-hmm. you know because i remember i was here and um i was doing a show about the fbi no <laughs> uh, <laughs> i was outside i don't know if mowing or whatever and you could hear it. It wasn't. It's not. They're not loud, but loud enough that I could hear it. And I was like, it's just like what? And, and we live. You know, sometimes you guys can hear it probably. And we're doing a show that airports just a couple Pretty miles right. away. So um, I was thinking it was a plane, but it didn't sound like a plane. And I was just like, so why these drones? I mean, we're under constant surveillance. You know, we live in a surveillance state, right? Thank you, Patriot Act. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's been going on the Patriot Act, and that's made something it legal. We'll, <laughs> that's something we'll get into on that well, show, but yeah, but I mean, that's essentially right. what it did. Right. It made it legal. Right. It turned this into everyday surveillance mm-hmm. that you willingly carry with you every single day. And Facebook's part of it, and Twitter, and everyone else, and we know that now because Zuckerberg talked about it. And yet, it doesn't stop us from still doing it. We still do it, all of us, even me. So Guilty. There's that. Found the tweet, Boston Globe, officials, there will be a controlled explosion opposite the library one minute as part of a bomb squad activity. That was the tweet from the Boston Globe just prior to the bombing. DHS admits Boston training drill involved backpack explosives planned months before the marathon. And, and that's all. See, I don't get it. See, this is what I don't get. Okay, you want to have a a bombing drill, mm-hmm. whatever, cool. Why would you do it on well this day? Why not 
a week before, a week well, after, a month after. You would say that you'd want to, during an event to gauge response or gauge reactions, response, but, but also to make it the scenario more lifelike. Yeah, real, <laughs> real, right. The Department of Homeland Security has gone public with an admission that the exercise was planned months before the Boston Marathon bombings that involved backpacks being used to detonate explosives by rogue terrorists. According to the DHS documents acquired by the Boston Globe, the agents were planning on conducting training exercises centered around a fictitious terrorist group called Free America Citizens. <laughs> a group that would, does that sound familiar to like, uh, what, what was the name of the group that marched on D.C.? In, in Idaho that were arrested. What were they called? Um, the Patriot... Uh, Front? So, yeah, maybe that was it. Free America Citizens. So, hold on a second. Free America... Citizens. Uh, oh, not with an S. Sit. Uh, ooh. I don't type very much. <laughs> um, free American... American or... Free America. Citizens. Citizens. A group that would plant backpacks full of explosives around Boston that the detectives would be forced to track down. Ultimately, of course, this ended up happening at the Boston Marathon itself with precise accuracy. The Globe report reads that the city was hit with a real terrorist attack executed in frighteningly, frighteningly similar fashion. And the DHS isn't denying that the training exercise manifested itself at the Boston Marathon, as detailed in the back-end article on the Boston Globe that was discovered while browsing the news. The real thing happened before we were able to execute, a Boston police official told the Boston Globe in the report. The exercise, labeled as Operation Urban Shield, was funded by a $200,000 Homeland Security grant. It was planned months before the bombing. I'm sorry, before the Boston Marathon, and it was scheduled to take place in official capacity this weekend, according to sources. But the exercise admission lends further credence to the ignored eyewitness account of bomb-sniffing dogs and bomb squads running training exercise during the morning of the Boston Marathon. Was this training exercise part of Operation Urban Shield? Interestingly, they, they specifically detailed that this terrorist group that presumably is based off of a right-wing extremist and the Sovereign Citizens Movement, what did we just talk about today in the video? Sovereign Citizens, that's what I have right here. Mm -hmm. That it, would carry a logo of a metal skull wearing Uncle Sam hat. What were the, what were the, do you, do you know what the logo that uh, Kraft International uses? Mm. It, Chris Kyle was famous for it. Oh, the Punisher. The Punisher school. So it was on every one of the hats of the Kraft International hmm. people. So it was a, it, the Sovereign Citizen Movement. It's a loose <coughs> grouping of uh, litigant act activists, uh, tax protesters, financial scheme promoters, and conspiracy theorists who claim to be answerable only to their particular interpretations of common law and not to be subject to any government statute or procedures unless they consent to them. Kind of similar to the video mm -hmm. you showed me earlier with the guy, or was it that one mm -hmm. where he was saying mm -hmm. sovereign? Yeah, uh, I'm a sovereign national. Right. Hmm, interesting. Urban Shield is... Um, 
I don't know. Let's, I'm going to click on this here. StopUrbanShield.org. <laughs> So stop Urban Shields got a gun in the O. So yeah, this is not that. Yeah, so Urban Shield training. Let's see what that is. SWAT Urban Shield is known as grown into a comprehensive full scale regional preparedness. Urban Shield is unique tactical training exercise. And so this is something that goes around the country. Hmm. But Operation Urban Shield. Oh. Let me throw the Operation. Operation. Killing. Training. Urban Shield is dead. The 48-hour SWAT competition. That's a competition. So nothing. Training exercise called Urban Shield was funding training exercise. Annual anti-terror training exercise praised by law enforcement agencies, but pained, panned by critics who said it militarized them. There you go. So it could have been a situation where you have a bunch of entities to try and push the Patriot Act, essentially. All right. So what else you got? So that's pretty much it for the Boston bombing. I mean... You know, take take it for what you will. Look at the evidence. All I'm saying is I, I'm not here to tell you whether it actually did happen, didn't happen. It's it's a false flag. It's a real event. Yeah. Whatever. Well, look at the evidence and look at the odd things surrounding the bombing itself. And we've never said That's any of these things that we've talked about in this false flag situation. Now, what do we... We did, we did uh, mass shootings. Right. We did... What else? That's the only one I know. No, we did. Pro- <laughs> With that first show, we did mass shootings. We did. We did the Oklahoma City. Oklahoma bombing. City. We did three things, right? Uh, we did four. No, we did three. Oh, we did. Uh, um, <sighs> right. The Gulf of Tonkin. Oh, Gulf of Tonkin. That's what we started with. Gulf yep. of Tonkin. And then, and then the second one we covered Pearl Harbor <laughs> and mm, drinking. In Pearl Harbor. Right. Right. And drinking. I tell you what. This portion of this was long. We that show itself was still almost two hours long, and I took an hour. <laughs> Could you imagine if we actually talked about this? <laughs> that would have been long, dude. Get up. We got to go to work. It, it, it unfortunately would have probably been a little more coherent and less um, <laughs> all over the place because this was planned for two weeks ago. So I lost a lot of the stuff that was rattling around in my head. But well, that was the drink, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But then, uh, so I do have one more. Okay. Two hours later. Well, let's take a quick break. Okay. And then we'll get into whatever whatever you get. Well, yeah. Oh, shh. Coming in hot. I'm sorry. Scully and Mulder was (laughs) banging it out there. I'm awake now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So uh, hang on. Hang tight. We'll be back in just a minute. And uh, sugar water. We're back. Hello. All right, so we got a refill. We're on drink number 10 for the women, for the wives. No. Obviously, we're not hammered because we can still operate the computer. All right. (laughs) All right, so 
Go ahead. I'm I am so sorry. Yeah. All right. So you asked, and I actually had it, and I forgot I had it. <laughs> so you asked what came out of the Boston Marathon, right? And I was looking for legislation, didn't really find anything. But here, if you'll stay awake long enough, I'm going to read you a little article here. He's already asleep. All right, here we go. The Boston Marathon bombing had its own Patriot Act lined up. The bombing at the Boston Marathon has provided an impetus for the passage in the House of Representatives for the controversial Cyber Intelligence Sharing and Protection Act, CISPA, which has been likened to the Patriot Act for the Internet by the bill's opponents. The bill, which has had strong support in the House Intelligence Committee, the bill, which has strong support of House Intelligence Committee Chairman Mike Rogers and a ranking member, Dutch Ruppesberger. An old Dutch. Yeah. Authorizes information technology companies like Google, Twitter, Facebook, Yahoo, eBay, Amazon, Microsoft, and others to share in real time massive, massive amounts of personal data referred to as cyber threat data in the bill with U.S. intelligence agencies. Hmm. The Obama White House has been under intense pressure from civil liberties group, civil liberty groups and a few Internet companies like Mozilla to veto this bill because of the bill's lack of privacy oversight controls. However, Boston may have changed the entire dynamic, especially is the perpetrator or perpetrators are discovered to have used the Internet to plan the bombing attack. Initial White House opposition to the bill appears to be evaporating, and the Senate, which is poised to block the bill, also appears to be having second thoughts. In the months after 9-11, the Congress, the Congress passed, and President George W. Bush quickly signed the U.S. Patriot Act, which emancipated many constitutional rights enshrined by the First, Fourth, and Fifth Amendments of the Constitution. No hearings were held on the bill, and Congress was too preoccupied with the anthrax mailings, hmm. if you remember that, yeah. to seriously debate the bill's draconian provisions. Like CISPA, the provisions of the Patriot Act languished in the Department of Justice and congressional committees before 9-11 hastens, it hastened its passage. The full House is expected to vote on the bill this week amid an increase in security on Capitol Hill in the wake of the Boston bombing. So, <clears throat> it's almost like they they mm-hmm. um, start a bill of of whatever 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 the bill is, or they have an idea for a bill, I guess, whatever that is, and they get a lot of pushback, they get a lot of opposition whatever to the bill and then all of a sudden an event of some sort comes along and in this case you kind of had two events to get this to push through and that was the boston bombing and the anthrax situation so i don't know yes so i'm trying to see if it was ever actually passed Cyber Intelligence Sharing and Protection Act, H.R. 624, was proposed law by the United States, which would allow... I don't know that it was ever passed. 
So that was right after the Boston bombing, or what uh, does it say? Because well, that was thirteen, so he was still president. Yeah. I wonder. What's propo- a proposed law? So I don't think it ever passed. Um, but, but, God, gotta love these fucking paywalls, dude. Gotta mm-hmm. love them. Um. H.R. 624, H.R. 234 was proposed law in the United States which would allow the sharing of Internet traffic information between U.S. government and technology and manufacturing companies. The legislation was introduced on November 30th, 2011. It was passed in the House of Representatives, passed in the <laughs> House of Representatives on April 26, 2012, but was not passed by the U.S. Senate. So, it was never actually passed, um, but we have si- since seen such things. It's continued to be a, but but was this a situation where they thought, maybe this will help. We had the Boston bombing happen. We'll tie it to the fact that they were using the internet to plan the bombing, right. and now we're going to get our... Bill passed. You know what I'm saying? Kind of, kind of the same thing that we talk about with some of these mass shootings or whatever. When these gun bills come up, you have a shooting. Well, this will help kind of push it along. This is gonna get that bill moving. Yeah, if you have, if you have, you know, a couple of senators or Congress people or whatever that are wavering, right? This will make them decide quicker. Right. Well, and it it helps to enforce or re reinforce. The danger that you've been saying a lot. Look, they, look, the internet. These these groups, these terrorist groups, these these crazy right wing extremists. They're using the internet to plan these things, and you you just don't understand how dangerous they can be. Right. Two years later, you have the Boston bombing. I, see, I fucking told you. I fucking told you this right. is what they were doing. And even if it's a situation where you're a, a senator or a congressperson or whatever, and you might be on board with it, but you know your constituents. Or not, i.e. Joe Manchin, for example. Then you need something to draw them in. Right. And then when this something like this happens, your constituents might be like, well, maybe we do need this. And then he's like, son of a bitch, I've been battling this all the whole time for y'all. Yeah, hello. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Obey me. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, nothing. <laughs> so, there you go. Anyways, that was just to answer a question that you had. Well, it always seems like these false flags lead to something. They just don't happen to happen. There's always something that comes off the back right. side. Sometimes you just and have then, to, and then, to find and, it. And the crazy thing is, is a lot of these things are something that was trying to happen prior to. You know, it's like, oh, so-and-so announces a bill to uh, to whatever, and then it's like, hey, you know, uh, oh, shit, Boston bombing. <laughs> you know? And by All the right. way, I'm sorry, one more thing real quick. I... I don't want I, three hours later. <laughs> you want me to get? You, did you bring PJs with you? <laughs> I, I did. No, I got my footy PJs right over there. Real quick, just just one more time. It, 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 it's the little shit like this that just makes you go, yeah. There, there's something. Well, this is the kind of stuff that we have this conversation, and tomorrow at work you're going to be like, damn, damn it, I forgot to bring this yeah. up. That's what I'm saying. I, I keep finding more and more in my notes. So, so um, the uncle. Of these brothers. Uh, Ruslan Sonarev, or he actually changed his name to Sarni. 
<laughs> uh, was actually married to um, Hillary Clinton. No, oh. he actually was married to Graham Fuller, uh, Graham Fuller's daughter. Graham Fuller was a CIA, uh, CIA officer, and when asked about Ruslan, who who was the only one of the Sarnev family that was coming out telling them. You should be so so ashamed of what you've done. You should repent. You should turn yourselves in. You should. He was the only one on board with the fact that these dudes did it. Everybody else in the family, the mom, the dad, the sisters, the, everybody else was like, they didn't do this. Right. They didn't do this. This dude's like, they did it. <laughs> they did it, and they should be sorry, and they should. Come to find out, he was married to a CIA uh, officer's daughter, lived for a time in their home. They actually got divorced later on. Let's see, uh, he actually retired from the CIA in 1987 and had moved on to as a senior political scientist for RAND. Who, the uncle or? No, 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 the oh, uh, yeah, Graham, okay. Graham Fuller. Right, but very much, here's this dude married to a CIA officer's daughter. Right. And he's the only one going, yeah, they did it. <laughs> they did it. I, that boy's been fucked up for years. I, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> they should be sorry. They should turn themselves in. Hmm. What? <laughs> Just once again. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyways, that's that's the end of it. I'm I'm It's just little things like that that you just continue to pop up that you're just like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Somebody's always right. Anyway, go ahead. You had something else. So, right, one more thing. Hold on. Oh, shit. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn it, Don. I've got one more thing to talk about. <laughs> oh. No, I'm, I'm... To keep him from going to sleep, I'm going to let him talk now. I've talked enough. What? It's my turn oh. to sleep. <laughs> so. Oh. Okay, one more false flag. Okay, we have... We, we do have a show coming up. Hopefully... I know he's got to get permission from his, from the boss. <laughs> but in a couple of Sundays from now, we're hoping to do a show. Hello, wake up. <laughs> That's fine. Fall asleep. I'll get you to commit in your sleep, and then I'll be like, he can. Yeah, one more thing. Here we go. I just closed it. Never mind. It's Aww. gone. It's gone. It's, it's gone. It's the gone. internet got it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So we obviously have one major false flag event and it's a show in itself we've been pimping this show for a year and a half it's the granddaddy of all false, false flags. flags so we don't want to talk about that today right so when when we were talking about doing this false flag show not knowing that it was going to be three shows later that we'd finish it and a vat of whiskey and right you know but anyway so we talked, and we talked about, okay, we're going to talk about golf and talking and mass shootings and, you know, uh, Vietnam, uh, Boston bombing, and so on and so forth. And I threw this one at you. So could it be possible that we're living in the middle of a massive false flag operation that's been going on? For a year and a half, and you I'm talking 2020 election. I'm talking about the 2020 <laughs> now, January 6th. Right. Okay. So, my thoughts on this is that once again, 
when we talk about false flags. Don't get it construed. You must have bumped that. It's turned on. <laughs> um, that's fine. Don't get it construed that uh, the um, when we talk about false flags, we're not saying that the events, whatever they are, we're not saying they did not happen. happen. We're not Alex Jonesing you and saying it's Sandy hoax or whatever. It's we're, these are real events that really happen. We're just saying were they pushed by uh, to an, advance a narrative to advance a narrative or by a government agency or whatever. Um, and I, and, and I, I keep on flashing back to mass shootings because, and I talked about this the other day mm-hmm. where I was talking about mass shootings. There's probably a mass shooting going on right there now. There is actually, there's an account that I follow on Twitter that actually every morning I wake up, there's an active shooting situation going on somewhere in America, right? Somewhere. But we never hear about the majority of them because they don't fit a narrative. They, right. they, Did you know there was one just a week ago at Six Flags? Of course. No, I didn't. But that's right. what, that's my point. It's like unless it unless the perpetrator fits a certain criteria mm-hmm. and, and that person's using a certain type of gun and those things don't fall in line, you don't hear it. Now, you might hear about it. I don't know. Six Flags, was it Georgia? or I believe so. So you might have heard about it up there, mm-hmm. but it didn't make national news. Right. And, and I'm not saying when we say that you never hear about all the mass shootings, if you live in Chicago or if you live in you wherever, probably you probably them. hear about them because it's local news. Right. We are talking about, talking national. about national news. Right. And even though it might happen in Uvalde, Texas or, you know, wherever, unless it unless that thing fits a criteria – you don't hear about it. And even if you do hear about it initially, as soon as the, uh, for like example, the, the New York um, subway shooting thing, mm-hmm. it broke national news mm-hmm. for like a day, and then two days. And then uh, it was a black guy with a handgun and <laughs> didn't really kill anybody. Yeah. <laughs> eh, eh. <laughs> still shooting, still mass shooting, still technically whatever. But anyway, so, um, we, we talk about false flags, and, and sometimes it is just an event, or sometimes it's mass shootings that are constantly going on, and then they just fit the narrative to, or, you know, fit the storyline to fit their narrative. So when I talk about January 6th, it was a real event. Things really happened there. Where it was set up. Right. Were all the people there there for bad intentions? No. No. Were some people there for bad intention? Yeah. yeah. And they're called the FBI. Well, they were, or, or <laughs> they were uh, agitators. Right. Maybe not by, the, you know, maybe not the FBI, but. But some of those people that were agitators were either like Antifa mm-hmm. or. Or maybe they were put in place by the FBI. Or they were the people that were going to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. But yeah, in place as, um, because they were informants or whatever the case may be. Um. And, and we talk about Ray Epps. It's funny. <laughs> excuse me. It's funny depending on where you look for things. Like if I look for stuff on my computer, which is Google, mm-hmm. you get this side of the story. If you look for stuff on my phone, which I use Duck, I find this side of the story. So while while you were talking and I was trying not to stay to, awake, to, mm-hmm. to sleep, <laughs> I'm looking up stuff and, uh, 
I think I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Anyway, uh, Ray Epps mm-hmm. pops up. Oh, poor Ray Epps. Sing, you know, uh, this poor guy, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. So <laughs> I did find a thing where his wife worked for the government. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Right, she's retired now Right. with a golden parachute or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that, you know. So it's it's situations, and then well, now I, poor old Ray Epps is getting his name dragged through the mud because well, of all this. Well, have you also seen that they actually have the records that uh, Nancy Pelosi's phone actually called Ray Epps on the day of? Oh no, I don't. I didn't know that. Yeah, nothing to see here, right? Right. Because why would the Speaker of the fucking House need to call dude random dude, dude, dude. random R- Ray Epps? You know, because he's a a patriot and he's but against who's never been brought in for questioning either. Mm-hmm. Even though everybody knows this dude's fucking name. And, everyone knows and, his and, name, and everyone could see multiple videos of him agitating a group of people to try and get them to do something. But never. nothing to see here. Much like John Sullivan. Right. <laughs> um, so we're not denying the fact that something happened on January 6th. We're also not denying the fact that you can watch multiple videotapes of regular people that were there for Trump's speech for whatever reason, went to the Capitol, but not to do the things that the media wants to show you that happen. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of those people were yelling at the police. Mm -hmm. You need to stop these people. They're tearing, they're, you know, doing whatever to our building. And and you also had people trying to stop them from doing said things. Right. You had citizens trying to stop these people, not the police. Right, because nobody was stepping in to do anything. They're trying to break windows. They're like, stop, what are you doing? They're just standing there in their fucking stormtrooper outfits. Yeah. But, and that's where we talk about false flags. It's like, as a police officer... Why don't your office obviously suited up? These people, these particular police officers, were obviously suited up for well, for the deal. See, so we're on, um, we're going on what a year and a half, right? Since since that incident, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have lost some of the information that that originally came from the incident. Do you remember the fact that there was actually a a um? Was it the watch commander for the Capitol Police right. that called for assistance? Right. Called for reinforcements? Called three times for reinforcements and was denied all three times. Well, not to mention you had Trump himself offer up the National Guard prior to. Cause they had, denied. Because they had heard chatter that there could be something. Right. And Pelosi was like, no, nah, we're good. So... Whether she had anything to do with it personally, I mean, if she's got uh, Ray Epps' phone number, she might be involved somehow. <laughs> One would think. And and the sad thing about all of this is this: we always say a false flag, and I, I'm not going to drone on about January 6th because this is a fluid situation. False flag, right? Mm-hmm. Um. We talk about false flags, and every time whatever happens, there's there's a reason. Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Um, and we can point to huh, Gulf of Tonkin, Vietnam, Pearl Harbor, World War II, random mass shootings, some sort of gun uh, legislation. 
uh, the uh, Boston bombing, whatever you said, I don't remember. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, different internet, um, the Internet Patriot Act or whatever. Um, we can point to what happened. So this whole situation here has nothing to do, for the most part, with any type of legislation that's going to affect most Americans. Right. This is solely an operation to unseat, or unseat, but make sure this guy never runs for president again. Yes and no, because I think it also serves as a, so you look at the ones that have been prosecuted. Right, that pled guilty because they had shitty. Yeah, but it serves as a warning. Right. Don't try to rise up because this is what yeah, happens. That's true. So, and, and, and that's even more, that's actually a good point for the fact that you had, I, I don't recall names, but there was one of those people that actually had a good lawyer and his argument, like the, the government or whatever's argument is that you um, trespassed and uh, what is it called? Illegal parading or whatever it's called. On, you know, government property, blah, blah, blah. Who gave you permission to do that? And all these other guys and women, old ladies, whatever, don't have the money to have a decent lawyer. So their, uh, you know, state-appointed attorney is telling them, look, just take the plea, get a year, you'll get six months, you'll get whatever. Mm -hmm. No bubbles, no troubles, you know. You know, you probably get out in a couple of months with good behavior. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, you know, because they don't have the money. And and the state attorney or the uh, the uh, defense counsel, whatever, isn't going to go to bat for him. Right. So you had a gentleman who had some money, was able to hire an attorney. When asked the question, who gave you permission, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> and you got police officers like, eh, this way, come up here. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, <laughs> so, and like you said, um, it could be a situation where what's coming, like forget about Trump, forget about him running or not running or whatever for president, forget about that. I th- Well, the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is that, but right. f- let's put that to, to a side. What have we heard in the last, I don't know, six, eight months, what have we heard dipshit talk about? What what did he just say the other day about guns and yeah gun control and well, yeah, fighting the government? But he says F fifteen. You don't even right. have you know who who says that? What president? If that's your argument for us not being able to have a AR fifteen mm-hmm. is because we can't get an F fifteen. Mm-hmm. Who said why? What's the point of you saying those words? Like you can know that you can in your heart of hearts you can know. Uh, these motherfuckers want an AR-15. What does it matter? We got damn tanks and shit. You know, right. you could know that, but even so, that's your argument for taking guns away from us. You could just be like, "Fuck it, let them have their guns because we got F-15s." Right. You know what I'm saying? I think it's more of a situation where they're trying to stomp out the cigarette so it doesn't catch on fire. You see what I'm saying? Like they're trying to, like you said, quell an uprising. Like this is what could happen, but. That wasn't an uprising. Well, (laughs) that was basically uh, uh, fucking Minneapolis uh, on the 26th of uh, May. Yeah. 
you know. Right. <laughs> and I don't even think it got to that that level. No, the Washington thing? Yeah. No, no way. It didn't even kind of get to that level. Right. Because, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's very interesting, his his choice of words when he's talking about it. And I know this is kind of getting off, off the January 6th stuff, but his his words when he very much is trying to project, that, well, we're not afraid of you. We're not afraid. Why do you... It's it's the old reverse psychology. psychology. Yeah, yeah. It's you like, don't need a gun because you're no threat to us anyway. We got F fifteen. Unless you got an F fifteen to fight, is you, you you know your gun's insignificant. Well, okay, well if it's insignificant, then why the fuck do you care if I have it or not? Mm-hmm. Right. If you right. don't care, if you're not afraid, why are you building the fucking wall around the Capitol? Right. If you're not afraid, but you're very much. Your words are saying that you're not afraid. Your, Your actions, actions are saying that and, you are very much afraid of. And it. actions speak louder than words. Very, very true. So, and 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 I know we. I don't want to say that you disagree with what I'm about to say, but you feel different, differently, but the same. It's weird. It's it, you have a contradicting. Okay. Uh, well, let's talk about thought. That. So. You're gay right now. Um, okay, so I talked about this on one of the shows recently where I talked about Daddy Bush, Clinton, mm-hmm. Bush Jr., mm-hmm. Clinton. Or I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be. <laughs> Obama. Well, I meant Obama. Close. Uh, cousin. Same difference. Cousin Obama. Yeah. No. And I, and I talked about this, this whole New World Order. I mean, even Daddy Bush <laughs> let that shit slip out of his mouth. That New World Order, blah, mm-hmm. a thousand points of light, you know. Um. <clears throat> That was supposed to be the beginning of the the beginning. The beginning of the beginning. <laughs> well, it was supposed to be more of the same. Well, I'm just saying. Oh, you're talking about the... The New World Order, yeah, the whole yeah, yeah, Great yeah, yeah. Reset, the whole, it all was, of this it, stuff. It was, an all, it was all... Everybody was all in on the plan. Right. So you had Daddy Bush, Clinton, They, you know, and I talked about, okay, just because this is a Republican, this is Democrat, right. doesn't mean shit. These guys are all part of the same club, literally, mm-hmm. and not only the same part of the part of the same club. They were related mm-hmm. in some stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. They were related to the point where, and I've talked about this, and we've talked about this. Uh, Obama is like what a second cousin mm-hmm. to the Bushes. Shocking, right? Right, because I mean that that was the biggest con of all, getting him elected was. Well, I mean, you even said it yourself. Yeah, I voted for him because. Well, no, 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 not that. Who was this dude? Right. He was new. He was a fresh face. He was a younger guy. He was saying all the right things. And he was some unknown. And he was, yeah, he was an unknown. He was an outsider as far as we knew. But and, then I play, and then I play a clip of him at, what was the clip I played the other day where he's at, uh, fuck, where was he at? He was at a place talking about stuff, about right. the digital currency. Right. About the Hamilton project. Yeah. And it was like, and that was in 06? I think it Before was. He even yeah, ran, he was yeah. just senator from Illinois, and he got the whole ball right. rolling. So and now, and now, lo and behold, here we are. Right, <laughs> and then comes 2016. It was supposed to be either Jeb or Hillary. Jeb loses in the you know in the primary, whatever against him. They're like, okay, primary. whatever. We still got Hillary, and then no, I think it was the other way around. I think it was Hillary's time. Right, and if something happens, you had Bush. You had Bush. You had worst Bush. worst case scenario is going to be Bush and Clinton in the finals. So whatever, we're good. Either way, we got it. We right. got it wrapped up. And then when he lost, it was like, okay, we really got to focus on Clinton winning. So all eggs are in her bow. Oh shit, she lost. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And that's when. And I've said this time and time again to you and on the show. 
where people literally mm-hmm. lost their minds. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the deep state and politicians. I'm talking about regular schmucks that don't know any better. But, but even more so, the people in Washington. But they don't know any better, but who told them? Well, the Clintons to be and whoever well, told them. But who told them to be outraged? The media. There you go. And so you have a situation where, and, and we, you and I have talked about this, and I, I may have brought mm-hmm. it up here and there, where Trump is, is not one of them. Now, that's not to say he's a good guy. He could just, and this is words you have said, he could just be a different bad guy, right? Well, we, we tend, and we've had this discussion before several times. We, as, as humans, we tend to see things in black good and white. Or, yeah, good and bad. Good and bad. And I, my simple question to you is, is what if there's no such thing as a good guy? Right. Well, what if they're we've all heard... just varying levels of bad? Right, and you've listened to different podcasts, and you know the one I'm talking about. You'll know the one I'm talking about when I say this, but the White House. They always talk about the White Hats. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's the good guys, the White Hats, right? Right. And, and, I, and I understand what you're saying when you say we look at things in black, black and white or good mm-hmm. and bad, and, and what if there just is no good guys? He's just a different, different bad guy. He's on his own. He's got a different agenda. Right. And that very well could be the case. But it also could be the case that he is the good guy. And that's why all of this stuff is happening. For four years of him being president, it was a constant shitstorm of whatever. Yeah, but I, I could to, also just say that, that he is not part of the program. Right. He's not part of the cool club. I, I get it. And... Like you see, doesn't make him a good guy, right? Doesn't make him a good. I I understand that. I mean, you've still got instances of him out there praising Klaus Schwab and the job that he's done with WEF. Yeah, you still got him out here, you know, saying this, that, and the other. You still had him pushing the vaccine for uh, to his point where we've you and I have talked about this. That could be to his detriment now because you see what they're doing now with the vaccine. They're oh, this is Trump's. Yeah, it is Trump's vaccine. Yep, that's right. But but I'm just saying, there's there's. Things out there, things that he said that are just kind of like, if you kind of step back and take a look at it, you're like. Right. And there's things hmm. he's done, you know, getting certain people in his cabinet and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it also could be that he, when it comes to being a politician and being a Washington person, he doesn't know any better. And I think I like, think deep down inside, no one knew. I mean, because even DeSantis pushed the vaccine for a minute until they got the information, right? But but that's what I'm saying. Maybe he still, was he was still even after that still pushing the vaccine. Well, I think Trump is in a situation where I think he thought the vaccine was was it, and he wanted to make sure his name was on that vaccine because he didn't want Biden to get credit, credit for it. Now, that was a year ago. Now, everyone's kind of like, vaccine? (laughs) Mm, I don't remember. (laughs) No. Mm -hmm. You know, because for, what, a solid year, at least. Well, I mean, prior to Biden becoming president, they were like, I'm not taking that vaccine. I mean, you heard him and Kamala. I'm not taking that. I'm not taking his vaccine. I'm not taking that. Then they win. They're like, oh, yeah, vaccine's for everybody. (laughs) Um. Now, a year later, they lied to everybody, especially the people that took the vaccine. And and the thing that kills me about the vaccine, not to make this a COVID show, 
but COVID, right? No. <laughs> is that still a thing? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but the thing, the thing that kills me about that is you still see those people. Well, yeah, because they, you have the true believers in that, and I'm, you know, I want to get this back onto the January sixth right. stuff, but you do have the true believers in that, right? And and they're never going to change. So now, even the fact that you have the CDC saying all that masks don't help you, you know, the social distancing, there's nothing you can do. COVID is here to stay. It's essentially the new flu. Flu. It's a new, you know, yeah, we're going to have, have COVID seasons, seasons. and yeah. Oh, it was a mild COVID season this year. Yeah. The COVID season wasn't that bad this year. Yeah. Go to your COVID flu section and get your flu flu quill. Yeah. Or your uh, it's COVID It's not going to be COVID long quill. before you start getting, yeah, you're going to have the NyQuil the, with the cold flu and COVID <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> like, what the, what the fuck? It's COVID quill. <laughs> right. Wait, what? COVID? Do I take the COVID quill or NyQuil? Do I need the cold and cough or do I need the COVID and sneeze or whatever? <laughs> and mon- do yeah. I need the COVID, COVID and monkeypox? Monkey <laughs> which variation do I need? Which one here? am I taking? Which one? You have an all in one? For pharmacist, which one do I need here? <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same. It's just grape juice and sugar water with a little bit of whiskey. Cool. But anyway, so yeah. Back to January. And, 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 I mean, that's I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't have a lot on January 6th. I just no. wanted to throw that out there that but, I think this is a false flag in the making. Well, I think we saw some of the same aspects of false flags that we've talked about in the past. Some of the very ones that we've talked about in this very show. You see the same setups. You see the, okay, <clears throat> it was uh, the day, the night before you had agitators out there, a la Ray Epps, calling for... Tomorrow, we need to... I'm going to say this anyway. They're probably going to come after me. We need to go in the Capitol. You already had this guy prior to the event trying to entice people, trying Mm -hmm. to gather a crowd, trying to get people to go in. And then when you can't get it to happen, now you need people there that are going to take action. So that's where you have your on-hand, on-scene Agitators, right. the people that were breaking the windows, the people that were going in. Most of the people you're talking about that were just there to be part of the movement were the ones that were let in by the fucking police. So even the ones and that those are the ones where that you got don't arrested. break in, well, exactly. <laughs> but even if you weren't going, you know, those people weren't following the people in that broke the windows. They were still staying on the outside, like, fuck you. You broke that window. You're going in. I'm staying the fuck out here. Mm-hmm. But then when the police started pulling the barricades, waving the people in, Unlocking the they're doors like, and oh, fucking opening cool. it for them. Go Come in. on in. Come on in. Then they were like, okay, well, fuck, we're going in. All right, cool. <laughs> hey, check this out. Let's stay behind the velvet ropes. Let's respect the area. Oh, shit, they've knocked trash cans over. Let's pick up the fucking trash. These are the fucking people that were there because they wanted to be part of something. They wanted to be part of the movement. The ones that were put into place... Right. You saw what their agenda was. We've seen videos of them talking about. There's the woman on the megaphone, if you remember seeing the video of her screaming through the fucking broken window with the people already inside. There's another level on the other side that you need to break the window or break down the door. You had John Sullivan inside talking about, we need to break down this door and go. They're not doing the fucking actions. Right. But they're telling people what to do. They're, they're, um, leading their, leading them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're directing them. Right. This is what we need to do. We need to break down this door, and then we need to go down the hallway and to the left, and then you need to... Right. So you had the same situations, like we said. 
You saw the police. You saw people going to the police. Dude, they're fucking, what are you doing? What are you doing? Look what they're doing over here. What are you going to do? And they're just standing there with their fucking nightstick fucking polishing. Mm-hmm. We were told to stand down. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, you've had this J6 com- <clears throat> committee going on now for a while. I mm-hmm. don't know exactly how long. It's been three or four months, I guess. Well, there's 14,000 hours of video evidence of all this stuff that's yet to be released to the yeah, public. Yeah, I wonder why. Well, so, is, it, is it any strange coincidence that you're talking about this committee or whatever? And if you bring up the list of the names of the people that are on the committee, none of them are anybody that's... Um, right. Well, I mean, and the biggest name that you hear when, when you hear about the committee, who's the one name that comes to light, comes to mind? Cheney, right? Yeah. Liz Cheney. Yeah. And, um, so I guess she's done now. Yeah. Does she have to give up her spot on the committee? I would assume, but at least sooner or later. How many? So you saw the list of the ones that were, um, voted out? I think he's at a 99%. There were only two. There were only two that, that, that held their spot. Right. I wonder how many of those were part of that committee. Well, I think there was, God, I I know we could probably look it up, but I th- want to say there was nine people on the committee that lost their, or seats. maybe it was just nine people that voted for impeachment. Maybe that's what I'm thinking yeah. about. Yeah, and like all of them have either retired or lost their seat, so, except for like one or two of them. So how many uh, were on that committee? I don't know. That would be interesting. Well, the only two you you talking about in general, or the only two Republicans on that committee were uh, Cheney well, and what's this dude from Illinois? Uh, Kissinger. Yeah, Kissinger. Yeah, but he retired. Right, he's retired. Cheney got she's out. mud stomped in her fucking election. Right. Her primary. Right. Well, she's, she's it's fine, though, because she's got, she's running for president. Because so. she's a, she's a, a Cheney. Right. Which, uh. Liz Lincoln. <laughs> Liz. <laughs> she's going to start the, growing the beard. <laughs> she's already started. Oh. <laughs> but that's my point. It's like, now that January 6th is kind of, the the committee aspect of it's kind of faded. They're still throwing the J J six stuff around because you know we're ultra mega and we're whatever. Now it's all about Mar-a-Lago. It's just a constant like <laughs> I've said this recently. I'm like I don't even see how he runs for president. Like how do you? Why would you put yourself through that unless you know? Unless you know something that we don't. That's the only way I could even fathom. Putting putting yeah, but, myself or my family through that again, and see, because I know they say, well, arrogance is a is a strong, you know, tool, and you know he, yeah. But I here's the thing, and I, I we <clears throat> we've talked about the fact of the the Democratic Party, and and I, as much as I hate to break this down to being blue versus red, whatever. But the Democratic Party is so fucking out of touch with the will of the people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they have their, you know, they have their people on the left. I'm not saying that, but for the majority, if you had fence sitters, or you had people that are maybe didn't like Trump or are still a little more conservative than they are liberal because they've watched the, they've watched fucking Joe Biden tear this fucking country down right. in a matter of a year and a half, two years, or year and, year and a half. half. Yeah. God, year and a half. Jesus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you've had people probably that were like, like left center that are like, this is fucking bullshit. This dude fucking sucks. 
Well, I'm, oh, I'm left saying left center, center yeah. Right, 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 right. That are like, this dude fucking sucks. Still don't like Trump. But are like, this, you know, and then you do this, you got the January 6th shit where they're just like, Jesus Christ, I'm so fucking tired of hearing this. Just let the fucking shit go. Nothing happened there. Right. And then you do the fucking raid at Mar-a-Lago, and then then you had these people that are maybe kind of sitting on the fence, maybe didn't like Trump, still probably don't like Trump, but they're just like, because you even had some Democrats come out when that happened was uh, like this is a little too much. Yeah, y'all are y'all are stepping way beyond your bounds. Mm-hmm. And then you you know you add the more stuff to it, the fact that they didn't want to uh, they didn't want to give out the details of the uh, the warrant. Right. Uh, the fact that I don't know you know we were talking I think we were talking about it this morning. The fact that you now have the uh, Merrick Garland saying uh, any any whistleblowers I within the FBI about on the show I did yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah. Any any whistleblowers that come forth from the FBI, you need to talk to us first. Right. Yeah, because, you know, that's what you want to do if you're going to tell on somebody is go talk to the people you're telling on first. So let me ask you this. You're, 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 you're changing the minds of people that maybe didn't like Trump or maybe are fence sitters or maybe in between undecided. You're pushing them to the other side with the shit that you're doing. Right. And you think you're garnering support, but look at your fucking polls. They're telling you the exact opposite. Yeah, and that's another thing that kills me is, like, look at the polls, and they still keep on keeping on. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If Trump were to come out today mm-hmm. and say, I'm not running, fuck it, I'm not running for president, just leave me be, do you think this would all go away? Mm-hmm. I mean, not like, that, but do you think it would fade away? I guess would be a better. I I don't think it would fade away simply for the fact that they would they've got to be sure. Just because he says something doesn't mean that he won't get another year down the road and be like, "Fuck it, I'm back in, I'm all in, I'm I'm doing it." You know, mm-hmm. psych. I I think they I think they want the ultimate. They they want the ultimate. He can never run again. They want to put the stain on his name so much that he'll never be able to run again. And whether that's an indictment, whether that's, uh, uh, because I keep, you know, not for nothing. Call, you know, call it crazy, call it conspiracy theory, call it whatever you want. I keep seeing it popping up in different areas that there's an incoming indictment of Trump. I've seen that it's any day now, it's any week now, they're setting up for the indictment, and then I've also seen it's going to come after the midterms. But one way or another, there's an indictment coming for Trump, and that there's there's people calling for it, right? Whoever those people may be, yeah. So, I, I don't think it would fade away just simply for the fact that they want 100 percent absolute reassurance that he can never run again, right? And however they have to do to go about that, even if he comes out and says, "I'm not running." See, and the thing that kills me <clears throat> is sorry, that was my Joe Biden voice. It's ending. F- funny, but then didn't, didn't, didn't sound, sound like, like him at all. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> the, what is that? That's the thing from the wood over. Here. <laughs> Here's the thing. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you all right there, Jim? I only do that when I'm here. <laughs> um, if whatever happens, Trump. Doesn't run, it goes away, he gets indicted, he whatever, whatever, whatever. Whatever happens, he doesn't run, he can't run, whatever. Mm-hmm. Will someone else pick up the torch and say, you know, okay. I think you have people that will, but I don't. Will they be all on board like Trump is? 
Like Trump's come out and said, if I run for president, there will be people that get fired. You know, will DeSantis pick up that torch I, and say, I can see, DeSantis, I got gotcha. you. I, I can see DeSantis doing the same thing because of all the people out there, I think even more so than Trump, he looks like he's fed up with the bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, and he's a little more tactful. He's a little more tactful, but he's also very, we're going, we're going to change things. We're going to make it, mm-hmm. we're going to do, and, we're going to do what we're going to do. And, and well, fuck you <clears> if you don't like what I'm saying we're going to do because I, it's, you know, I'm the man in charge. And we're going to fucking do it. And I, I made this statement. I don't know if you listened to the whole show on when, that I did on Wednesday. Um, you didn't. You don't listen to the show. I don't right? listen to the show. I never listen to a show that I'm not on. <laughs> Wait. Before, it used to be you didn't listen to them when you are on them. Right. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> anyway. So what I guess I'm, what I'm trying to say is I don't listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to real podcasts. Like, <laughs> like. Never mind. <laughs> what part of a movie are you in? <laughs> it's not a movie. It's real life. Um, I want my refund. <laughs> what was I going to say? Words. Right. right. DeSantis. Um, Is DeSantis going to pick up the mantle? No, yeah. No, but yeah. <laughs> Shit. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to say. Do you think they're trying to push this whole thing through as quickly as possible, whether it's an indictment like you talked about you read, you've heard <clears throat> where he's going to be indicted sooner or later. You're trying to do this now, prior to the elections, because I, like I said on the show Wednesday, I, I, I think you're looking at Merrick Garland getting impeached. I think that they wanted to move forward with that, but I think you have some people that are like, they can read the room a little bit, and they're like. Look, we're not disagreeing with you that there needs to be an indictment. You need to wait. That may be where your after midterms are coming because if you indict this dude right before midterms, you're going to even further push the agenda of getting our seats lost. Right. Because, <clears throat> you know, I, I, can, I, can, I can guarantee you, mark my words, and I said this Wednesday, so what was that, the 31st, today's mm-hmm. the 2nd. I'm sticking to this, and I feel more strongly about what I'm about to say than you did when you proclaimed that Biden wouldn't be president for six months. I was so wrong. <laughs> I, maybe it was just hopeful. <laughs> That's what it was. It, you, you had a pre, you had a pre, premonition, but it was really just a dream. It was, and then I wake up in the nightmare every day. But I, I feel more strongly about this that if. The Republicans take the House, Senate. You will see whether he gets impeached or whatever, he will stand trial for impeachment. I hope you're right. I mean, he'll at least stand trial. He might not get impeached. It might not go all right. the way through. Because it seems like none of these motherfuckers ever seem to see. Well, see, see, yeah. Well, and I say this because I think my personal opinion is that Merrick Garland has some sort of wild hair up his ass. He for, does. For Trump does. and some of these Republicans because he should have been a Supreme Court a Supreme justice. Court justice. Mm-hmm. And I think he feels some sort of way about that. I'm sure he does. And he's pissed off. And he's going to try and make everyone I'm pay. sure he does. And he's well overstepping his bounds. Yeah. And I I, I think and I, I hope, I pray, and I, I kind of believe that that's going to come to fruition. I really think that if... Now this is a you know, obviously a big if. I don't. I <clears throat> we talk about the red wave and all this crap, and I it seems like that red wave's dissipating. Well, here's what I'm going to say about that. Until I see the first indictment 
of people that have been involved in this because we've seen people, we've seen people caught, we've seen people be held, you know, on trial, we've seen people go before these committees, we've seen people, you know, you had the, what was the, uh, um, oh God, what was the name of the fucking guy? The guy who falsified the, uh, the uh, FISA report. Steele? No, 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 no. Steele was the false dossier. The, the guy that, that doctored the, the fucking, um, uh, the FISA warrant. Stroke? Strock? No, not Strock. It was, the, it was the fucking underling. It was the little lawyer dude. Oh, Sussman. No, 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 no. He, that's the Clinton lawyer. Oh, God, what was the name of the fucking guy? The fucking guy. He was the one that they offered up, and they're like, oh, well, here's the dude that did it all. He knew he was the one working with fucking uh, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, whatever. He he signed off. Uh, he, he's the, oh, God damn it. He falsified the, the, the FISA warrant. I cannot remember the fucking dude's name. <laughs> he, was, he was basically the sacrificial lamb that they put, they put it all on. Uh, oh, why can I not I remember his name? Four. It's unimportant what it what his name is. It's uh, Bob Johnson. Right. Kleinsmith. Kleinsmith, there you go. So, dude's caught, admitted he fucking did it, yeah, falsified right. a government document under false pretenses. Admits altering email used for FISA application. So, what should that be? Right? Mm-hmm. What did he get for it? He, did he even get disbarred? He uh, got drawn and quartered. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> I doesn't. I can't. Right, because nothing happened to him. He got a fucking slap on the wrist. Just said it pled, pled guilty. He yeah. doesn't specify. Yeah. Got uh, a slap. Probation. Yeah, probation. Slap on the wrist. Didn't even get fucking disbarred. Isn't he a lawyer? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even get disbarred. Didn't lose his job. Nothing. So until somebody, and that's a that's the fucking that's the the crumbs of the fucking underlings. You know what I'm saying? Right. They could have easily sacrificed his ass, sent him to fucking prison, and been like, "Thank you for your service. You you did a great thing. You, you know your your role was very important. Now rot away." You know what I'm saying? Right. He couldn't even get the fucking underling. And you know, and he was part of the Mueller investigation. Right. Yeah. So, so my point is, is until someone sees justice for, for what's happened or what's going on or, well, even, or all even, this bullshit, I, I have no illusions that they're well, going to get mar- they're they're going to be able to impeach. They're going to be able to get rid of. They're going to they're they're he's going to be like another fucking Fauci. He's just right. going to fade into obscurity. Well, and it's the and same thing with um, go away with Sussman. You know, for example, you know. He faded away too, and he admitted to lying and doing whatever. But it was okay. He did it under the. But he was trying to do a good thing. Right. He lied, but he was trying to do a good thing. Right. He was trying to do the right thing by lying. And I think the thing that bothers. <clears throat> sorry. Same thing happened last night. Like, you hear the shit in my voice. You're right, Jim. Hey, how's it going? Maybe I shouldn't uh, be in this room with you. I'm going to finish a show like this. Hey, <laughs> hey guys, it's Bill. Um, I know a lot about this Sussman guy. He's been at the house a couple of times. I bet. He's probably on a list, too. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he is. He knows too much. You're on the list, too. You better watch your ass there, Mr. CK. Or whatever. Mark. I know where the bodies are. <laughs> are you toasting me? <laughs> Cheers, motherfucker. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. I think, and I think that's the the thing that gets a small percentage. It's not. Come over here. <laughs> it's not a 150 million people. It's not half of America that's like. Woo! But there's a small percentage. Let's say three percent of the population. It's a good number. That is very much like you just said. This is bullshit. That motherfucker, blah, 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 everything you just said. Well, because they know if the tables were turned. They would be indicted. They if, would, that was, if that was... Uh, at the least. Uh, whatever his name is, Klein Smith. If that was, you know, Bob Johnson, uh, you know, FBI lawyer trying to pull some bullshit on Biden or Obama or whatever. Mm-hmm. Boom. Gone. If that was Michael Sussman... Uh, Trump attorney, uh, for example, Michael Cohen, mm-hmm. Trump attorney, is in jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know the specifics. I'm just throwing a name out mm-hmm. there. But s- similar situation where you have someone that Michael Cohen was like, I didn't do shit. You know, this mm-hmm. dude's like, yeah, I did it. Oh, he's not guilty. He said he did it. Well, <laughs> he didn't why, mean it. That's, <laughs> And that's why I'm saying nothing is going to change until we see the first person that's involved in all this stuff but it's got to be see yeah and it's got to be a high level like if sussman or these people is like okay cool whatever yeah but i mean even if it's this kleinsmith dude even if he actually saw justice at least you could say fuck at least we're moving in the right direction that's why i don't think that's what i'm saying bigger fish before you get i think that's what gets the ire of people like us is mm-hmm. the fact that you can see this shit happening. You can see the two-tiered justice system. Right. And everyone's so focused on Trump. Oh, look, he, he had the <laughs> classified document. Well, you seen the picture. Did you see the picture? Mm-hmm. Uh, the His lawyer was on TV yesterday, and she's like, I don't know where that picture was taken, but it wasn't at his house. Right. <laughs> she's like, I've been to his house. That carpet doesn't exist. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's like they put a... a you know, like a, a evidence marker, you know what I'm saying? And there, she's like, so, and then different podcasts have said, just because it says it's classified doesn't mean it's classified. It, it might have been classified at one at point. At one point, but he can say not classified anymore. Right. But nonetheless, I think that's what's really dividing this country, this whole situation. And then you have old man poopy pants over there talking about you need an F-15 to fight us. Tell you what. You know, like you hear Tim Pool, you hear some of these other guys, they talk about we're on the brink of a civil war. I've right. talked about it. And and we always imagine like what is what does that entail? Like when when you say the word civil war, we talk about civil war. Mm-hmm. The only civil war that we know about, I mean civil wars happen all the time around the world. Mm-hmm. And that would be actually interesting to look into is some civil wars around the world. And what? how different were they? Then? Yeah, because when we think of civil war here, we think of North, North versus, versus South, South, you know, right. free the slaves, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it's not like that in other countries. It's not the North versus the South or East versus the West or whatever because of whatever. It's usually a situation of militia overthrowing the government. Mm-hmm. And whatever. Those are usually how your <laughs> your civil wars start mm-hmm. in other, you know, and it's usually in these third war 
countries. What are you looking at me for? How do you think that's malicious start? I don't know. By people doing podcasts, probably. Or do you think, <laughs> how are those malicious supplied? Where do they get their training from? <laughs> from us. <laughs> Not you and I, but maybe you and I. Hmm. No. And they they do what? They overthrow their... Government. Yeah, it's called a revolution of some sort. Hmm. Color. Color. Something like that. As John Bolton would say, well, we've thrown over many governments. We, d- we don't do that here. <laughs> but <laughs> It's we, funny to watch his reaction we, when he says that. <laughs> oh, where's the... Where are we? Here, let me grab Monkey Man here. Hold on. <laughs> is, that, is that my Bolton? Yeah. That's pretty good, right? That's yeah, not bad. We've thrown over many a government. <laughs> no, I mean, not here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my monkey mustache <laughs> hit the mic. Not here. <laughs> Other places. He's like, fuck. <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> you know what the funny thing about that is? When was the last time you seen Michael Michael, Michael Bolton? <laughs> It's been a long time since I've seen Michael Bolton. <laughs> I've seen John Bolton before I've seen Michael Bolton. <laughs> I met John Bolton. But the last time I can recall seeing him is was that interview. That interview. <laughs> They're like, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> what, he's done? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's true. Poor Michael Bolton. I'm sorry, Michael, if you're listening. No, his music sucks. So <laughs> oh, come on, anyway. man. Anyway. All right. Yeah. So, you ready for the next one? No. <laughs> Hour number three. <laughs> no. Hey, I, I just want to congratulate you. Congratulate me. What did I do? We didn't get fucking hammered drunk. Right? Uh, the wives would be proud. They would be. They'll never believe it, but. Well, they, they will when be. you're not coming home stumbling drunk. Well, I don't know. My wife won't be home for another couple of hours. Yeah, so but. For all she knows. I've... Well, as I recall your wife telling the story. After the last show we did, oh god, you got you m- <laughs> magically got home somehow to the point I was where fine. <laughs> I was perfectly Dude, fine. I think I forgot my computer and stuff at your house. Dude, it's not here. Oh shit, it's at the house. It's, it's at the house. It's laying. It's right next to the bed. How about that? Uh, and as your wife told the story, I came home from work and he was butt naked <laughs> on the bed, spread eagle. <laughs> I was like. And Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing, and I'm, I'm going to tell myself a little bit. So I, I I will say this about that. I was perfectly fine to drive home. I remember everything that happened here at the house. I remember you falling down and me helping you up. <laughs> Wait, uh, what? Right. No, that I remember didn't you, happen. That's I remember fake you news. staggering and weaving in and out of the driveway <laughs> That's trying to take the trash out. I, I had a... <laughs> we've, got the, we've got the video footage to I've prove. Got, I've got... I had the, uh, Chris, the Chris Kyle... Uh, what episode? What show was that that we did? The uh, the moon landing. Moon landing. I had the Chris Kyle moon landing. However, I didn't puke, so I still yeah, have. You're that still one up there. I still got you there. It was amazing to me because you still were coherent and talking perfectly fine, and you were yeah. like you on were the show. Your... I'm like blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like yeah blah blah blah. All right, guys, but we'll talk to you later. As soon as he cut that mic, <laughs> he was done. <laughs> I walked his ass out to his car, and I was like, I'll take this car. <laughs> Are you okay? Could you imagine if if that had picked up on the cameras? Because that wasn't on camera. Right. Like, I was just out of camera shot there. I would have put that on Twitter if I if I had that. So, so anyway, I, I, I drive home. I'm, I'm, I'm fine, 
right? I drive home. I'm fine. It hits me when I get home, though. I mean, like, bad. I go in. I cannot tell you the first thing I did when I got home. To the point where I even told you. I, dude, I don't even know if I took a shower. I told you I didn't. As right. soon as you left, I took did what I did. I, I hate admitting this. I, the, well, the, whatever. Air, I took but. a shower in the morning. I got I, as soon as you as soon as I was done doing that, I didn't even get dressed. Yeah, well. Like I took my clothes off and I was the same so, way. Probably. So I was I telling you, I had underwear. I said on, amazingly, I laid out two sets of clothes for the next day, not just <coughs> one, but two. Um, I'm like shit, dude. I plugged all my stuff in. I plugged my headphones in. I plugged my phone in. I plugged. I was like, dude, I'm amazed. I took a shower. I apparently did took my contacts out. I I did everything. I'm like, this is amazing because I don't remember any of it. Well, come to find out, my wife actually, you know, she said she'd come to bed and and I had a a, a drink and a, my phone was laying there and I'm just sprawled <laughs> out. So she she actually plugged my phone in. And so here I am thinking all these amazing things that I did. Nope. <laughs> come to find out, I didn't do any of them. <laughs> But uh, nevertheless, and that was rough because was rough. I was up at eleven o'clock and you left here after five. Yeah, it was probably close to six before I m- remember hitting the bed. Now I can function on five hours of sleep <sighs> normally. Normally, I woke up. That was good. Because last Friday, I had to go. I was going on vacation. I had a lot of shit to do at work, so I was like, I have to go to work. <laughs> and then you called me. What around? 2 30 or so how are you at work <laughs> what was my response <laughs> fuck you <laughs> it was rough yeah so, so it was at that point we discussed and so and as much as we promised the wives we wouldn't drink today i think or i, I shouldn't say we well, didn't we kept drink. It under, yeah we yeah, kept, we it, kept under it under control. control um this was more for our benefit too <laughs> i think so so anyway if the wife's well my wife doesn't listen but if, if my wife occasionally listens, yeah, if she makes it three hours into the show, then she won't. She'll look at that and be like, three hours. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, with that being said, today is uh, shit September second, mm-hmm. two thousand twenty-two. Um, trying. <laughs> I, I <laughs> get back here. We're not done yet. We haven't signed off. Where are you going? Get back here. Thanks for listening. He's gone. He's out. He's down the road. And dude, you forgot everything. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. It's not worth it. <laughs> so we're hoping to do a show on the anniversary of September 11th. I told him, I said, that's a Sunday. You know that, right? So. Right. I guess we're not making any promises yet. So we'll see. Right. I mean, I'll be back here on Monday. Well, I'll probably do a show Monday because Sunday my wife's off. So I got to do Oh, by the way, I won't be at the gym Sunday. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, well, um, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could do it the 12th. No. No, we can't, because I have to be at the DMV that day. Oh. What What are you doing? You going to get a new I'm, license? I'm getting I'm getting uh, legalized, man. I'm, I'll be a U.S. citizen. <laughs> At the DMV, I don't think that's where you go. <laughs> I don't think that's the right place. Whatever. I have to be a citizen. <laughs> You're in the wrong place, dude. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll figure it out. Anyway. Hope, hopefully, we'll have another episode coming. We'll get the long-anticipated two years in the making or year and a year half, and a half at least. Yeah. Um, of our September 11th. Real or Memorex. 
Memorex. Memorex? Yes. Well, yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> It'll be a good one. So anyway, you got anything else? Mm, no. I do have this one more thing Here real we go. quick. <laughs> All right. Uh, so with that being said, uh, also, guys, real quick, don't forget to check out our TikTok. You can check out our drinks. <laughs> don't tread on America. And on Facebook, Instagram, don't tread on America. Uh, Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you want to follow me, it's PCGC underscore 1775. I would, li- I would like to say that I, I would post some of the pictures and stuff that we looked at um, today to, to go along with the Boston bombing stuff. But I'm afraid if I put it up on Facebook that we will either get blocked, banned, taken down. Well, yeah. Because, I, I mean, some, some of it is kind of graphic a little bit. And, yeah. and I, the, the pictures are out there. If you want to find them, you, you can, can find them. them. Up, you can yeah. look them up. But... Uh, and speaking of that, like, so on the TikTok, you know, we have the Don't Tread on America on TikTok. I did, if you guys listened to the show Wednesday... I did a drink called Liquid Marijuana. 420, man. Yeah. You'd swear to God I was rolling up fucking blunts and smoking weed with Snoop or something. But then you saw the the video that... Then I see a girl shaking her fat ass, and I'm like... (laughs) Not just shaking her ass, but showing every bit of her ass. Yeah, you could almost make out, you know, you could count the rings on her stump. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's okay, right? Uh... Said in the video, I'm not using real drugs or whatever I said. Still, I had to appeal it, and I'm like, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's up there. If you guys want to see how to make liquid marijuana, you can watch me and uh, and do and watch the drink that we did today, uh, Drunken Rudolph, and other drinks, mind you. So, once again, if anybody has any suggestions. Yes. We will try to keep it within moderation, so please, no zombie or, or uh, yeah, I believe that's what it's called, a zombie. It's like six, six, eight different alcohols or whatever. Yeah, no. We're, <laughs> well, and even this drink that we made, the Drunken Rudolph, we followed the specs on yeah. it, and so. I, we both drank and was like, yeah, I could use more whiskey, but that's <sighs> that's us right. talking. So If you want the show to be con- coherent, uh, yeah. you know. Like, even now, we drank a couple, well, we drank a whiskey sour and an old-fashioned, and and we're both fine. And, uh, so, anyway. All right, guys, you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Monday. I won't. And Chris won't. I won't. I'll be in the, I'll fade to the background. (laughs) Put him back in his cage. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, we'll see y'all later.